Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hi. Welcome to G2 Hardcore. And tonight we have three books. Well, actually four. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, one we're not, we're not, yeah, we're not, we're not going to talk about. <laughs> right. Uh, <clears throat> but first, I want to say hi to Tej, and hi, Wendy Holly. Sue is in the chat room. Yay, hello, Wendy Sue, our biggest fan. I think we should make a T-shirt and just send it to her. <laughs> yeah. But I uh, know I love following Wendy Sue on, on Twitter because she will post clothes 24-7 <laughs> as well. Oh, I love that. I know. I like her post. Mm-hmm. So, we got the top ten of July for order. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, before that, I just want to mention um, on the movie side, quickly, because it's literally just a small thing. So, we can just get that out of the way. Okay. Okay. Um, Suicide Squad is actually breaking records. With its sales, yeah, um, it's doing better than oh, you know that Captain America: Civil War, the Avengers, Avengers: Age of Ultron, all those huge movies that were coming out of Marvel. Um, it also did a little bit better than Batman v Superman, and it did a little bit better than Man of Steel by one or two million. Uh-huh. Um, but it is doing. Let's just say this. Nobody expected it to do this good. Well, I think the studio did because it met, you know, it met what they thought it was going to do, and then it just skyrocketed. Oh, definitely. Uh, you know what? From what I've been hearing from reliable people that have been saying this has been coming out of Warner Brothers, the reason why Warner Brothers put this for the summer, right, is a... Um, Zack Snyder really wanted to launch Batman v Superman during the Easter weekend because of the very biblical messages ingrained into it. I mean, literally when 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 uh, Superman dies, there's three crosses in the background. So, um, and also they said they wanted to launch this now because it is their not as serious movie, whereas Batman v Superman had a lot of, I mean, this movie is very serious. It has its moments, but when you have characters like Harley Quinn and the Joker and um, Killer Croc and Captain Boomerang, Captain Boomerang, I want him in the Flash movie. He is hilarious. He is off the walls, psycho crazy, but he is so funny. And um, Jai Courtney, whoever cast him as Captain Boomerang, well done. Um, but yeah, it, it's on the road to make $700 million plus. Oh, awesome. And Yeah, and so, and apparently, again, it's doing 
phenomenal, phenomenal outside of the U.S. Um, I I talked to to my um, people at um, our leading cinema chain, and they said, you know, they expected it to do well because the sales, the pre-sales, were so good. Right. You know? So they've extended, they've extended hours, they've extended. Uh, cinemas that are showing it, they're showing it at smaller cinemas, right. stuff like that. And um, yeah, you know, it's doing really well outside of the U.S. because the U.S. had those negative reviews in that first week, and so. Yeah. But now word of mouth has gotten out. Like the fans have gone to see it. It's mm-hmm. shown it for one week. There are some spoilers out there, right? People have written. Literally, I don't know what they were doing in the cinema because there's one person who did a Tumblr post minute by minute what happens in the movie. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, okay, all right. Were you watching the movie? Did you record it on your phone or something? Um, Seriously. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, it, it's doing better than expected. Warner Brothers expected it to do well because they have people like Viola Davis and Will Smith and... Jared Leto and, and Margot Robbie in the movie, so they expected it to do well, right? Right. And it's just everybody else was, oh, Suicide Squad's not going to do that grand. And now it's like, you know, splashing the money in the faces of the haters sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's doing really well. But yeah, it is. And everyone who's seen it that I, I know of love it. Oh yeah, I I I went to watch it twice, which and I planned to not watch it once, you know. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and go and see it one more time on half price day. Uh, you know, me and my mom will go and watch it because she really enjoyed it, and you know she said she's not a villain's person as well, but um, they made it compelling so that you like not not like the villains but you understand where they're coming from right. because these are they're not evil people right they're bad people they've done bad things and you know in the case of Harley Quinn and the Joker they like to do bad things they like to do evil things and they don't make any excuses for it you know Harley Quinn says she owns whatever crap she does outside Right. She owns that. She knows that her soul is is dark and blackened, but she doesn't make excuses for what she's done. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you know what it is? It's a no-excuses comic book movie. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't shield itself. It doesn't, it, it literally owns what it puts out there, and I think people respect that. It doesn't hold back on the punches either. Yeah. yeah, I know Kimmy enjoyed it as well, and we just keep right. talking about yeah we keep talking about how it is brave and bold and different, and we right. and we appreciate that in cinema. Yeah, I know Chris liked it. She called yeah, yeah, I was I was surprised Chris liked it as well. I, like, yeah. oh, I thought you you wouldn't like it. She's like, no, you know. And Kimmy's like, they could have gone darker. Kimmy was like, they could have given it an R rating, gone darker. They could have taken me down the rabbit hole 
of whatever shrooms and drugs they were doing on this movie out of gone. And I was like, no, no, no. It, it got a bit dark for me. That's where I, I think PG-13 is my good boundary. <laughs> and Kimmy's like, no, they could have gone darker. <laughs> so, um, so we did get the top ten uh, print num- numbers for orders in July. Justice League number one was number one, and Justice League Rebirth was number two, and Clark and Lois are in both of those. Yeah, you, you, you just have to put a, you know, you just have to put clothes, and everybody loved those scenes that Brian Hitch did with clothes. I mean, except for the lowest haters and the clothes haters out there, people loved those scenes, and they said, you know, you need that in a Justice League book. You need to see the human side of it. And, yeah, I was talking to Brian Hitch uh, on Twitter. Right. And, you know, I asked him, and he can see my, my username so people know why I'm asking it. Um, you know, I asked him how um, prominent will... Lois and Clark, uh, not uh, not Superman, Clark be in the books. And he said, listen, Lois may not have 20 pages of panels, right? Right. But what she is going to do, what, what, what panels that she is going to be in, she's going to make an impact on helping Clark fit into this Justice League. Because you have to remember that this is not his Justice League, and for them, it's not their Superman, right? There's that, there's that barrier between them, and which they have to get over. And uh, he was mentioning something that, you know, Justice League of America and Justice, Justice Society of America will be coming out as soon as they establish this Justice League as a team and right. as soon as they overcome that, that sort of hump. So I think the first... Um, storyline is going to be that of how they come together to be a team because as we saw in number two even Batman you know Batman's the first one he goes and he says this is a job for Superman so I'm putting aside what mistrusts I have for you or you know whatever things we have to overcome because I know that there's nobody better than you for this job and so I think that's going to be the first sort of hurdle that they try to cross over. And he said, Lois is going to be impactful to Clark's side of the story because she's his partner, she's his humanity, she's, or he's tethered to humanity, she's his guiding light in morality, and so she helps him, you know, when he when he thinks the chips are down and, and there's nothing more you can do, she tells him, no, you go out there and you fight and you do this and you're doing it because the world needs a Superman. The Justice League needs Superman. And so, yeah, you know, I, I was telling Holly off um, before we started the show, I don't need 20 pages of, of loads. I would like 20 pages of loads, right? Don't get me wrong. But I want Lois to also be impactful. I don't want her to just right. be cleaning the house or exactly. folding shirts 
or making dinner, you know, because right. some people could do that. Some people could give us Lois panel time, but Lois not doing anything. And so I'd rather have her having four or two panels that impact the Justice League story mm-hmm. than having her have 20 panels of cleaning house. Right. So, and even in his uh, DC All Access stuff, he said, you know, you need Lois and Clark. You need that partnership. Right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, Very awesome. Yeah, because we just got news that they canceled JLA's remaining books. Yeah, it's it's weird. See, because <laughs> Brian Hitch said that is canceled. But then the story is sort of going to continue into the new Justice League. Like, and yeah. I, was, I was, so I was like, okay, so you're just canceling that numbers, but you're taking the story and just putting it in here. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's like swapping dishes. <laughs> I was like, okay. okay. Like a cooking term, like a cooking term. Okay. You know, and so he said the story is still going to be the same. I think what he meant to say is like, you know, when you when you find out, uh, okay, this bowl is too small to hold my soup, so you just put pour it into another one. Right. It's still got the same ingredients. It's just in a different vessel. So. Right, and he's mentioned yeah. Ralph and yes. Justice League, which was a yeah. JLA thing he did. So. Yeah, and people were like, "When did when did the Justice League fight Ralph?" <laughs> I was like, "In Justice League of America." <laughs> They're like. Oh, right, we forgot that book. is Because that book had a bad luck. For, it had real bad luck on its streak because they told him to do the book and then they had Rebirth and then they told him, draw the first one. And he was like, dude, I can only manage to do so much. You know what I mean? And because he was drawing Justice League of America simultaneously while he was drawing the Rebirth special. Right. And I was like, Okay, DC was like working him really hard. I hope they paid him like, overtime. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, shouldn't yeah, no, that's not happening. That's not happening. So, um, so Hitch is going to be bringing us some good stuff. It sounds like. Mhm. What are the other books? I forgot. I know there was Batman. I know there was Nightwing. What? In the top ten. Yeah. Yeah, Nightwing's Rebirth and number one made it in the top ten. Yeah, you see, you put Nightwing with Barbara and people want to buy the book. Yeah. Because both both Rebirth and Nightwing number one had Barbara in it, and it did well. And you see, that's the problem with Batgirl, is Batgirl sort of just ignored Nightwing and Dick Grayson. Right. And it did, according to... What I've seen on the digital, uh, I mean, I expected that Nightwing special to do really well because I saw it, it just skyrocketed over Injustice. And I was like, whoa, if you do that in your first week, then you're, you're doing something good. Right. And, um, and the Batgirl one, I had to go to like a second page to find it. I had to type it in, where's Batgirl? You right. know, because... I couldn't find it, and I was like, "This thing's gonna not do well." Yeah. 
It was boring. I, I just it was very it. boring. Oh, you see, we we said this because she had a rebirth in her title where they sent her to Burnside. Yeah. And they did that whole thing to break away from all the darkness that was in. Right. Um, not not willingly, but in Gail Simone's run. Well, it was. They rebirthed her. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I said not willingly because yeah. Gail didn't want to do that. Um, and then when they had that mini reboot rebirth for her, so now people are like, "You've already rebirthed her. What you gonna do?" Yeah, right. really. And they sent her backpacking. Wow. Yeah, she went to Japan, which was mentioned in Nightwing too. So. Yeah. So and and that's gonna continue for her whole storyline. She's gonna be going around the Far East and the Middle East and, like, India and stuff. And I'm like, that is so boring. Why are you making her travel? Because no that's to... diversity. They're going to, if they truly do it right, then, you know, they're going to be exploring, you know, the the culture. But, but they're making all the, the the Japanese people are evil. And and the, the they they got, like, this thing coming up where she fights like a, a samurai sort of thing. So it's it's not going to be. And then she's boxing. She's she's an MMA fighter. And I'm like, what? Seriously? Yeah. The, the, the oh, one, brother. The, the one coming up in October is she, literally her cover is she's boxing somebody. So Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm really going to read that. <laughs> so... Our next book is Super Dash Man, who actually made the top ten. Yes. I was very surprised about it. Actually, I wasn't. I was not surprised because I was expecting it because they pushed this book really well. They promoted the heck out of this book. Right. And Gene Yang went out. He did publicity. He tweeted about it. He uh, he followed back a role-playing account, and he keeps tweeting this account, and there's, like, this interaction between them. And it's really funny, actually. Um, but the thing is, he's trying. He's really pushing this book. And he's doing publicity, like what Neil Adams did for his book. Right. You know, except on in this case, he has DC also helping him and backing him. Right. So I was not very surprised by this book coming in there. But, I mean, we got another issue of it this week, and I was like, it's not... Waste of paper. I don't, you know, I thought it was a cool idea to have a Chinese Superman. That was cool. But then they brought Mm -hmm. in a Batman and a Wonder Woman. I'm thinking, no, 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 no. Why not explore Superman? But no, we can't do that. We have a... And it was, you know, they're bad-mouthing this kid, and the kid, you know, he's not all there anyway. And then Gene Yang up and says, oh, I don't, you know, he basically, ha- I don't know, does he have a thing against super IDs? Secret ID? I think he does. I honestly think he does. He's sitting there going, seriously? This guy's got an ego bigger than Texas now, and he don't care who knows that he's Super Dash Man. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's it's like the in, I read the book cover to cover. I read the book. Me and, too. And it is so slow. Firstly, half of it is taken up 
by this this fight scene that is fleeing insults and yeah it's funny it, it's you know it's it's like quirky and 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 uh sort of quippy and and punny and that sort of thing but how long can that last in a book you know what i'm saying uh-huh. and then and then they have this massive sort of i i hate cliffhanger things that are not going to pay off you know in the long run sort of I don't like cliffhanger things like that where right. people tell you where people tell you go read the next book and it will, I know I I want I if you don't sell me with this book with this page then I'm not coming back to the second book to find out what happens um and that's what happened here is they have this massive reveal at the end where Lenny Lang somehow magically finds him and She's like, I'm here for an interview, and he's like, okay, I do really like how he falls over and he just tries to uh, impress her because that's very uh, Golden Age Superman and Lois Lane, where he's just like, oh, this woman is the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. I'm so head over heels. I want to impress her, and oh, I reveal my secret identity, and I give her the biggest scoop of the year. Yeah. And she's like, ha ha, cha and he's like, you know, I'm I'm Keenan King, and I'm like, slapping my forehead. I'm like, no, don't reveal your secret identity, and yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, the next book was a book we were really looking forward to. And I kept asking questions about this character that it was supposedly about. I was like, where's New 52 Lois? Where's New 52 Lois? She's not in any of the books anymore. Where's New 52 Lois? And I was like, oh, just wait till Superwoman. She'll be in that. Right. Um, yeah, because every now, time. You know? And I'm like, well, I can yeah, tell for elsewhere, but apparently not. Yeah, every time I tweeted or I asked anybody or I said anything about New 52 Lois, right, like I asked Pete Tomasi because she, she, there's a hint of her in his book where Lois is opening that envelope of, of pages. Right. And I said, is New 52 Lois going to be in your book? And he said, no, she's got her own book, her own story where, you will, where you're going to discover all the stuff, and I'm like, okay, so, you know, when one person tells you that, it's fine, then Phil Jimenez says, it's all about Lois, I love drawing Lois, I love writing Lois's quips, uh, you know, I try not to make Lois swear, because, you know, she would, and you get all excited, because you're thinking, I mean, I showed you every tweet Phil Jimenez tweeted right. about Lois, right? right? I retweeted it, I commented it, I was like, I'm so excited for this book. I was I was so excited for this book, right? Oh, we all were. I had it, yeah, I had it marked on my calendar and everything, right? This is when Superwoman's coming out. And had it on the poll list. That I was actually going to, because I really liked that um, Terry Dotson cover, variant cover of us. I was going to go out and look on Amazon for this book, right? That, that's how, and, and I don't normally do that. If it's a special book, I will go and do that. 
I canceled everything after this week because it's a disappointment. Well, it's a little more than a disappointment. We're we're flat out angry because we, oh, I'm flat out pissed. We yeah. got I lied said, to. We got punked. We got played. We got duped. We got lied to to our faces, and it's about a character who have we have been lied continuously about, right? Everybody was like at the beginning of the New Fifty Two. Oh, it's not about Lois Lane, right? Right. You, you, you probably got the history down better than me. That it's at cons. It's not about Lois and Clark. You know, it's about the DC universe. Right. Um. But you know, and but Jim Lee doesn't has still apparently doesn't understand. There is no DC universe without Lois and Clark. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I keep saying it. They are the Adam and Eve of every creation. Without Lois and Clark in your universe, you don't have a universe. Right. Which is why when they decided to create the DC Extended Universe in the, in the cinematic universe, right, they started out with Man of Steel first. And they made Lois prominent in Man of Steel because they knew that they had to get Lois and Clark right before they could do anything that involved Batman, One Woman. I'm sorry. That's just the way the universe works, is that if you get your Lois and Clark right, the rest falls into place. Right. If That's you why don't, there was no other relationship in the New 52 except Animal Man and the Faux Man. Oh, and Aquaman and Mira. That's and Aquaman it. and Mira. Right. Okay. So, That's it. So, you know, we thought with Rebirth, the Superwoman book, you know, Lois is going to finally get her due. She's not going to be in exile. She's not going to be absent from Action Comics anymore. She's not, you know. So, you know, and we were told. I mean, there's an interview. Jim Lee just pipes up real quick. You know, he, you know, he always looks like a deer in the headlights when somebody asks him a question about Lois Lane. Do oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. He looks at him like, why are you asking me about her? Yeah, and, you know, I feel so bad for Dan DiDio because he knows what's going to happen. And I think that's why he deleted his Twitter. I honestly believe he deleted his Twitter because he knew the wrath of the lowest fans would come down on him. Oh, Um, yeah. It's an out-and-out bait-and-switch lie to lowest fans. This was not even, this was, you know, they wanted our money. They know we my money. sell the books. They know we sell books, right? Because we have proved it in hard fashion. You know, uh, we forgot to mention this. Um, I just want to say it quickly before I, we forget. Lois Lane the YA novel is getting a trilogy. She is getting a right. third book because us as Lois Lane fans have gone out and we've supported this book and we've bought this book and we've promoted this book. We, we, we don't have to do all that, right? But we do it. We make pictures. We make events. We trend it on Twitter, okay? We get all this stuff done. We have Lois Lane 75 years trending worldwide. 
worldwide. That is not something small you can accomplish, right? right? It's a, it's a very mathematical. You have to tweet over one thousand five hundred tweets per hour or per half hour or something to get it trending, right? Right. And we got this thing trending during like I don't know some financial crisis in in America, but we were trending higher than that. Okay. Oh well, yeah, because everybody's but, tired of all those. We have those every day. Yeah, and the thing is, once people saw it trending, they were like, oh, okay. We're not a small bunch. No, we're a legion, okay? And you know what's a legion? A legion is a dedicated army, and that's what we are. We're very strict, we're very stringent, and we promote these things, and we get it out, and we get it done. Um, and also, you know what, Switch Press, well done to them. They keep tweeting about Lois Lane. They keep promoting it because they know it's their highest book selling. They put it on Times Square, for goodness sakes. Okay, and they promote the book. This book was, I knew something was up when they weren't promoting it, and I just said, you know what, it could be DC Comics not promoting Lois stuff anymore. And Especially after Rebirth, we, we were like, okay, so they're still not going to promote Lois stuff. Right, and I was like, on Tuesday when we got that preview, uh-huh. I said, I'm taking my subscription off because I'm not giving them my money so I know what's in this book. And I took my subscription off and I told other people that I know who buy digital comics, take your subscription off, wait for me to read it tomorrow, and I'll tell you how it is. And this is a stab in the back again. We have a huge gaping hole from the New 52. No, it's a stab okay. in the heart. This was a death knell. They basically told okay. Lois yeah. Lane's fans, ha, 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 we killed Lois. Yeah, basically. You know, no spoilers, because if you follow us on Twitter, you know what happened. But, yeah, they, they basically, in, yeah, in front of us, you can say that, you know what, they, they tricked us, they pulled a fast one on us, they duped us. They literally baited and switched us, and they stabbed us in the heart. And it, you know what I said? Enough is enough. I'm not, they, they know I'm angry. And I found out with DC, the best way to get to them is to make my money talk. Yeah. I put, I'm going to. I handed it back. I'm, I don't want this. They killed Lois. I hate it. I am going to, I, and you know what? I don't care what they do after this. I don't care how they redeem themselves. I don't care if Phil Jimenez, I'm sorry, writes the best story in the ever-freaking world and gets an Eisner Award for it or whatever. Yeah. I am, I am not buying this because, like I tweeted out, I said you only get one chance to make a first impression. You don't get a second chance. And he put his foot in the wrong pile. Well, okay. He put, his, he put his foot in the wrong okay. pile. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Phil Jimenez um, wanted to get back into superhero comics. He wanted to draw. He said, hey, I've never drawn Superman. I'd like to do that. Well, they said, you know, well, well, we'll get back to you. So they got back to him, and they presented him with this character. Okay, and mm-hmm. so this is the character that he is drawing and writing, and apparently Emanuela Lupicino is writing every third book. 
drawing. So, um, so this is his job, okay? Remember we talked about this with Soul. He was an indie guy, mm-hmm. got the right for the big two, and he got the right for the two biggest icons ever, but I think he found out what a headache that was. Uh, because of it, when, yeah. When the when the Lois Lane fans came after him, he found out what a headache it is. Well, no, I no, I think editorial became a headache. True. So I mean, it's not the Lois fans. It's like, well, what are you doing? You know. So um, it's interesting. Before we get into the comic and 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 the blatant, arrogant. Uh, we don't need your money attitude from editorial. Um, so we read the book and we reacted. <laughs> reacted? Oh, Holly, you're giving us a bit of a a, a leeway there. We reacted. <laughs> well, uh, so Bleeding Cool, Rich Johnston at Bleeding Cool obviously reads our tweets. Oh, yes, he does. And yes. so he wrote an article called Reaction to Lois Lane's Fate in Superwoman Number 1 is Angry but Measured. Spoilers. So starts out with Fate 3. I don't follow her or him. Do um, you? I, I used to. I think I'd follow. I don't know. You know what? I follow a bunch of people. I don't know. I, I know. I, I, I do follow. Yeah, yeah. So Fate says, DC Comics is at it again, tweeting. Treating Lois Lane and her fans like they're garbage, sick of their cons, not wasting any more money on their lives. And I had posted, White Snakes, here I go again. And I said, in honor of the new 52 Lois Lane, the most brutalized character by DCE, White Snake. Uh, another one of mine. I don't know why he's picking on me. DCE Supergroup Editorial has taken anyone but Lois to the extreme. They hate her that much. Uh, Angry Jim, I, I I see tweets from him all the time. And regardless of how I feel about the Lana Lois twist, just lying to fans for the sake of a twist is slimy. Uh, Zareda Merlot said, uh, but book was sold as a Lois Lane book, and besides, after all the crap we got, Lois was the one deserving. Uh, Vera says, oh, look, another story where Lois Lane dies. How fun is that? Not. Vision Girl, who I used to uh, talk to on Divine Intervention, says, at this point, being a fan of Lois Lane is like being a glutton for punishment. Amen. (laughs) Minister Yuri, again, the whole point for me is Lois Lane. So if treated badly in what was supposed to be her own book, well, that really bites my ass. Oh, by the way, this may not be a PG show <laughs> segment. Uh, Hell no. No, yeah. <laughs> Flaming Ginger. DC legit marketed that book as being about Lois Lane, and it's not even. And then they did that to her? Ugh. Taz. <laughs> Superwoman <laughs> is strange. You were being nice. You were talking to Phil, though. I was talking to Phil. Yeah, I didn't want to. Superwoman is strange. It doesn't sit well with me. I love Lois Lane. I'm shattered to do that in August, her birth month. Crying face. Crying face. Yeah, I put a crying emoji. I was like. <laughs> yeah. 
Book Girl, I kind of see why DC Comics wasn't promoting Superwoman. They knew what we, as Lois Lane fans, were in store for. Hashtag Lois Lane. Uh, Angry Jim again. Coming on Twitter and seeing Lois Lane fans reacting to Superwoman number one. Did he post the pizza guy? I didn't even look at it. He he posted this emoji where, uh, not an emoji, a gif where somebody walks into a place with pizza, right? Also cherry and calm. And the room is like on fire and people are like being dragged <laughs> by their hair. And it's just yeah. like chaos and like angry and like flaming fire. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. DC women kicking ass. I'm a big Lois Lane fan and was hoping the character would get treated well, particularly given the writer involved. I was wrong. Zareda Merlot to Phil. Got Lana's got Lana's a character. I am really not interested in this book was sold as Lois Lane book and that's not what we got here. Me again. This book is about <laughs> Lois Lane. <laughs> Punked again. Uh, Tej, I had high hopes for Lois Lane in Superwoman number one. Sadly, I was beyond disappointed. I am shattered and heartbroken. Tej again. Not only was Lois Lane robbed of being a star in her book, Superwoman, but she was humiliated and salt was rubbed in the wounds of her fans. Oh, I went, I went very deep there, didn't I? That's very nice. I don't know. The Raider Malow, Lana Lang. I could care less about her than I am now. Superwoman was announced and sold as a Lois Lane book as Superwoman, and we got Lang? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Denial from Ricky G. Flying Gray. They're both chaotic bisexuals, and they're going to be gay and in love, so help me God. Okay. And again, by Okay. Ricky G. Flying Gray. Wednesday spoilers, Lois died, but, like, she's coming back because the series was announced as a Lois Lane is Superwoman. Yeah. <laughs> right, dude. Yeah, okay. Okay, dude. Keep your hope. Dream on, honey. Mark Danvers. You know what? Spoiler. <laughs> I hope that new <laughs> Lois isn't dead. Hopefully it's a fake out. Spoiler, spoiler. He didn't put he didn't put my mean tweets on there uh, because I asked him. I said, "Yo, why didn't you put the ones where I went really, really, really mean?" He says, "Because I don't want people to come after you." And I was like, "Well, that was nice. That was kind. That was very that was very nice." I told um, I told Rich. I said, "Thank you, but you don't have to worry about me." Because I've dealt with these people, right? And he said, uh, and he tells me, I'll remember that the next time. I'll put all your hateful tweets on there. So, um, Rich goes on to say, but Phil Jimenez clarifies in an interview with Comicosity, in which they managed not to directly ask him about this issue, though he only mentions Lois Lane by name once. And so Phil goes on to say, and we were designing covers, the first six covers for the first two arcs. Okay, so there's. Two arcs, so that's three book arcs, right? If I could do the math. And it was interesting (laughs) because we're trying to figure out how, knowing how far in advance art gets released, what to show and what not, you know, to maintain surprise. What can be Mm. like, well, not pissing off readers. (laughs) Too Mm. bad, too bad, you failed. 
So one cover is a spin on what happens in the book. It's a little clever, a little playful, and my hope is that people don't mind that playfulness because part of that is just keeping things for the first few issues under wraps. Mm. Now, it shows Mm. the covers for two and three. People are already identified number two could be Lana, and she's wearing the super suit. And... Again, on three, her hair color, you know, we see the super cape. People go, oh, that's Lois. No, I think Lana went out and bought a black wig. <laughs> so, so Phil goes on to say, one nice thing about Lois Lane fans, even the angriest ones, no death threats, which is at least classy. And writer Phil Jimenez does offer some hope. So he says, very grateful for the superwoman love today which he didn't get from us. He didn't get from concerned us. about LL. He couldn't even say Lois. The old that's cliche holds. It ain't over till it's over. Well, that's the point, dude. We've been waiting five friggin' years. When's it going to be over? When is the Lois exile going to be over? Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, I read every single, I, after this, Right, I went. I didn't care. I had an assignment due on Friday. Read. Um, I went and I read every single. They're not a lot, right? Of interviews that Jimenez did, and they all bugged me because I was like, "How am I this stupid?" Right, and he mentions Lois literally once in each interview. And it's pages and pages of questions, right? He, he, he only refers to the character as Superwoman. Superwoman, as we see in this book, is definitely not Lois. And I've seen him talking to people about issue two and issue three coming out, you know. He says, oh, Steele's going to be featuring and Natasha's going to be featuring. If you don't know who Natasha is, uh, Natasha Steele's niece. Eight. Yeah. Because and, Phil and Lana are dating or a couple. You know what? I, I give a rat's ass about Lana Lang right now. Okay, Lana Lang. But I'm me. explaining why Steele is part of her co-stars now. Yeah, it's, it's literally turned. It's slipped on us from being a Lois Lane book, right? She's right. on the cover, Right. She was marketed as the, the superwoman, right? In all those books, in the behind the coming soon for the super family books, blah, 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 where they talk about um, Kenan Kang and they talk about uh, Supergirl and everybody. When they talk about Lois Lane or the superwoman book, they mention by name, who is she? Lois Lane. No Lana Lang. No Lana Lang mentioned. Lana was mentioned in the solicit as Lois's confidant. Yeah. yeah. That was it. And and a confidant, right? And you know what is the, what's the thing that I think pisses me off the most, right? I'm controlling my my language here for you people. Um, it, it, It pisses me off the most is that People are raising 
And, you know, effing talking about how Lana Lang is so brilliant at being a human being and how she's just this wonderful moral compass and how she is Lois's tether to humanity. And I'm like, you're praising Lana Lang for all the things right. that you hit down on Lois Lane for being. Well, yeah, basically. And it is un. He was talking about Lana, you know, she's the human tether, blah, blah, blah. Dude, we just lived through the New 52 where Superman had no human tether. No Clark Kent, no Lois Lane, no Kent, no DP peeps. And then I mean, you have the fucking balls, excuse my French, to say, oh, Lana Lang is the human tether. And by the way, she can do every damn thing in the universe. Yeah, she's the biggest Mary Sue. Where is where is uh, Max Landis and his Mary Sue rundown for for Ray from Star Wars? I want him to compare it to Lana Lang in in Superwoman because apparently she can uh, fix a farm. You know, she's a farm girl. She can uh, do electrical engineering stuff. You know, and I know electrical engineers. Okay, no offense to my family, but they're not that bright. Okay, no pun intended on the electrical engineering part. I mean, they're very smart because they have to do electrical engineering. They have an engineering degree and things like that. But they're not freaking rocket scientists. Okay, they know how to wire a plug. Yay. Great for them. Okay. Um, she can then, out of nowhere, she's a reporter because she knows all the sciencey stuff. Ooh. She sounds like, you know, I mean, what's she going to do next? She's probably going to take over Steele's job. Steele, you're out of a job. Bye. Lana Lang can do it all. Um, you know, and now, now she's a superwoman. She has powers. Oh, she has more than powers. She started out with electric power. Get it? She's right. Going in there. Now she has all the powers that, that Lois is dead. Uh-huh. And the super yeah. suit. Yeah, it's it's just you know, and she's so annoying. And he's developing in issues two and three her family. She has Steel and Natasha in number two, and then he's going to bring in a Gen thirteen Wildstorm character, and then oh yeah, she has a producer because you know also he brought back that she's a reporter. Yeah, everybody asked, I think, Holly, when when was Lois a reporter ever? I mean, Lana. I mean, Lana. Lana, yeah. In the Bronze Age. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. What? Lana Lang was a reporter? Yes, in the Bronze Age. No, I know. Like, you know, it's just me trying to make Lana Lang Lois. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you know, to all those Lana Lang fans out there, I know you exist, Okay. You're all the ten of them, you know. It's it's like five more than those Jimmy Olsen fans. Um, the reason why Lana Lang isn't featured, I mean, the reason why Smallville was going to be canceled was because of Lana Lang, and there was no Lois Lane. They had to bring Lois in to save Smallville. Okay, fight me if you want. Bring out your boxing gloves. I'll fight you on this. 
Yeah, I'm, they I'm had to bring Lois to season four. That's why I didn't watch seasons one through three, because there was no Lois. This is a famous Nobody movie. watched Anybody. Why People watch only watch Smallville, the first three seasons? Because Lois wasn't in it. She'd ask her son, he'd say, why don't you watch a Smallville? And she'd say, is Lois in it? No, then forget it. Yeah, same here. I mean, I watched Smallville season one, right? I watched halfway through season two, and I gave up on it because it got a bit boring. Um, I watched season three again because I said, maybe it'll get better. I lasted about seven episodes. I swear I couldn't make it through season three. I still can't make it through season three. When people talk about season three, I tell them, I didn't watch it, and don't force me to watch it because it's boring. Okay? Uh, Season four? Hello, it was like a breath of fresh air was yeah. introduced into Smallville. Yeah, and Lois um, was supposed to be in that season for four episodes, but she went over so well, they put her in 11 out of 22 episodes. Her first Yeah, season. and it just it just increased from the the next one was 12 and then they 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 made her like a which which season did they make her regular? Was it Six or seven? No, it was six. I think it was six. Yeah, Season six, they made her regular because she was so popular. Of course, we then had season seven. Yeah, and then they jipped her out of an episode in season eight. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, you know, someone in DC Comics really, really liked season seven of Smallville because we keep reliving it. And... I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I've relived. I've went through Smallville Season 7, been through Superman Returns. I've been through the New 52. I, thank the Lord, have not read Wonk. We'll never read Wonk. We'll never go near Wonk because it's Wonk. Um, and I'm tired, you know. That's a lot of years of my life. Okay, that I've and, and the beginning of season eight. Bride, oh my God, I wanted to scream. Uh, again, it's Lana Lang. Hey, look, you know, as somebody told me on Twitter, um, who's this fake hoe coming? Where is Lois Lane? She's the real deal. Okay, and I'm like, this is so disgusting. But, but no, I don't want Lana Lang. Nobody wants Lana Lang, okay? We don't like her. We really don't. And I don't think there's like this region of Lana fans because they haven't been screaming for their book, but they get it. Lana Lang gets her own series? Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. And here's the other thing. New 52. You know, we've talked about this ad nauseum. The Mafia had DC Entertainment, who had the most numbers in the room, who think, you know, Frank Miller is God himself, they decided to put Superman and Wonder Woman together, right? Mm-hmm. And so they um, so my dog is doing something weird. Anyway, so uh, Frank Miller Frank Miller. Frank Miller hates Superman, and he probably hates Wonder Woman just as much because he can't write either of them. But so 
So their big idea for the new 52 was push Lois to the curb, give her a boyfriend who never shows up half the time. Yeah, where is he? I don't know. I don't care. And put Superman and Wonder Woman together because they're lonely, of course, which makes no frickin' sense. Okay, so they got that. So they thought, oh, well, you know, some bean counter somewhere in Warner Brothers thought, we'll put these two big icons together and make twice the money. Well, unfortunately, bean counters don't understand about characterization, mythologies, and stuff like that. It was doomed from the very beginning. Mm hmm. And so I'm half wondering if DC Entertainment, this is revenge. Because Lois fans just put up such a stink about their stupid bad ideas, um, and you know we'll, we'll just screw them over. But the next one, okay, in the course of human events, uh, <laughs> you get you know the foamance first. Well, then you don't go directly to Lois because you know it's anyone but Lois. So who's next on the anyone but Lois list? Lana Lang. Lana Lang. Yeah. So she's. So, editorial wanted this, and it was pretty vindictive. Yeah, well, you know what? If they haven't learned the power that we possess, then screw them. They're going to chase away fans again. Yeah. And it's not going to be caught. And and you know what? I will put this out there. We will let the world know that this isn't because it's a lowest lane book. Lois Lane is, an, is killed in the first issue, right? Right. It's because they tried to play us. Yep. They tried to mess with us. And you know what? If the mafia hasn't learned by now, then I'm sorry. Nobody knows who Lana Lang is, Okay. But that's Everybody. what he's going to do. He's going to build her a world as Superwoman. Did Lois Lane get that ever in the New 52? I don't care what Phil Jimenez does. No, 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 that's my point. Lois never got that in the New 52. We don't know why she won her fucking Pulitzer. Yeah, you know, I keep tweeting that out. Is in She has every... five-year gap in her story. Yeah. And, but Phil Jimenez is going to build a whole world for Lana Lang over the dead body of Lois Lane. Well, nobody's going to read his book. Well, they will mock about the no, Because there's a bunch of fanboys out there because, oh, what a great twist. Yeah, how long is the twist going to yeah, last? How long? How you know, long? He's going to have to do a couple more twists, you know, as the book goes along. Yeah, how long is it going to last, Holly? It, without us there, we've proven this before and we'll prove it again because everybody is saying they're not, it's not anymore the New 52 where we're saying, okay, we'll buy the next book and find out what's going to happen. We're like, no, we're not buying. Yeah, he wants no us to hang no in money. there for a few months. Sorry, I don't buy Lana Lang. <laughs> and I certainly don't buy a dead Lois Lane book. 
Yeah, and I don't care. You know, he he was tweeting out after I tweeted him to him, and I gave him that that tweet there and stuff. I was like, you know, how can you do this to Lois Lane fans? You know, we don't deserve this. We've been through, and you know what? You know what really riled me up? Okay, I know the book came out, and he had, he had no control over it after, but I gave him a list of all the shit things Lana Lang has done to Lois. And to clock, right? And and I, it was a pretty detailed, pretty um, how's very I was very nice, you know. I wasn't mean, wasn't snide, you know. If if you had given the list, you'd have been like, "Fuck Lana Lang, she's a bitch. She 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 heard clock, you no, know." You could have been I like just, that. I only told I saw the list, and I oh, the only thing I said was, "Be sure to say that she berated Clark for six issues about not saving her parents." You yeah, know, and I can just imagine now, you know, for, you know, the next six issues, she's going to be kicking Lois's corpse and saying, you said you wouldn't leave me. She's she's completely batshit crazy, you know. And, That's your but, you know, him and Shades go, oh, well, you know, she was so emotional in that arc. I'm like, you know, it's what? And they're going, you see, what? This is why Shades muted. So I don't see all this because, uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't affect me. I'm sorry. Um, The thing is, I gave him a very detailed list, and he's like, "Oh well, you and I see some of these events differently." I'm like, "No, no, fool, don't do this. Don't go down that path. You know, don't say you you are interpreting Lana Lang's actions as any different." She is a mean, selfish, self-centered, vain, um, egotistical, narcissistic idiot. That's what she is. And Lois Lane is basically, you know, in this entire book, I don't want to really read in detail this book because it hurts me that much. Because Lois Lane is humiliated. She is begging Lana Lang to help her. Why? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Somebody told me, who pulled this out of their ass? You know, Lana Lang made Superman? What? The yeah, hell well, let's are you talking about? The book. I mean, that's just shit. Yeah, that, uh, somebody told me, was that off panel? Did I not read this issue? And I'm like, no. She was with the Kents for 18 years. I think people forget that. You know, you're a, you're an adult by the time you're 18. I'm sorry, okay? Legally, I don't know if it's the same in America. I think yeah, it is. Guys, okay. 18, you're an adult, okay? You, you can take care of yourself, okay? You know right and wrong. And if he's had the kids with him till he's 18, Clark Kent should have been on maturity level 25, 26, 27, right? Because he had the kids with him. No, he acted like a five-year-old because everybody thought that the kids were just poof. You know, they found him and then poof, they disappeared. They didn't teach him anything. And now we find out, oh, Lana Lang basically raised him and wiped the crap out of his butt hole and, you know, she she, yeah, she so we can blame, can blame Lana for loser, right? Basically, yeah, they finally gave us an excuse for why Superman in New 52 was an idiot. Lana Lang made his Superman. Look at the terrific 
Superman she created. She created the new 52 Superman. Well done, Lana. Hope you rock in hell. Yep. So, uh, the Terry Dodson uh, cover, it will be the only thing that sells this book to a Lois fan. Yeah, you know what? We can print it out in high definition and, and we can make it look like a comic. We don't have to buy the book. I told people that. I told people, here's the high definition version. Go print it out and put it on a poster in your wall. You don't need to buy the comic. So, okay. Now, let me ask you. Am I dreaming or something? But wasn't there a superwoman figurine? When? I mean, like a month ago they brought it out. Where? <laughs> I don't know. I thought I saw one. I thought... Oh, so like a, figurine like a, only when uh, she has powers. Like a Funko or like a, like a DC collectible? Yeah. No, I don't know. You know who it was? It was the All-Star one. No, it wasn't that one. It was this one. Was it? I've never seen it. I can Google. So now, so now here's my big question. Is it Lois or is it Lana? Eh. I feel sorry for all the people that just put pre-orders. Cancel your pre-order. Quickly. It's not yeah. time. It's not Lois. It's Lana in a wig. Ugh. Wow. Okay. What a dupe. I would, seriously, I would go to DC and I would say I want a refund and I'm suing you for misleading information. You know they can be sued for this. They'll pay. Don't worry. Um... All right, so we're gonna start this book. Mm. I I like Phil's art and I liked his writing. His writing is good, but the content, no. In fact, I even told him I thought he got Lois's voice right, and you know, in a big way. He, in a, well, not a big way, but in a way, he got Lana's right too because she comes off as a bitch in this book. She does. Yes, she does. Uh huh. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Superwoman number one has dropped in price and collectability. Ha, 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 ha. Why? So, what were you reading? Um, it's basically the site where you can check how popular comics are. Right. Um, and, and their recollectability. Right. Uh, she, she's dropped in price. It's gone down to, to 254 which means it's not very popular. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. It's a rip-off. I can't, it's a I can't off. find. I can't find a Superwoman figurine. Okay. I can only find. I can only find Superwoman crime syndicate. At least she's Lois. You know, I can buy her. She's Lois Lane. I wouldn't buy her because she's evil. I don't care. Okay, she had a baby that lost. She she is history making because she had the well, longest. Yeah, they ever. made a Lois Lane pregnant for two years. <laughs> It's just the same old thing. Let's just beat the shit out of Lois and her van. Uh, I, I cannot find. Oh, no, why? They're showing me the foam statue. Ooh, okay, get eyes. out of there. We're going to talk about this book. My eyes. Okay, oh, so Smallville, Kansas, a few weeks ago, and the, and the Kent Farm is up for sale by owner. Okay, the Kent Farm originally in... Uh, Grant Morrison's action was 
sold to a neighbor, correct? Yes, ma'am. It was... Uh, Jolly Fish wrote that, as far as I remember. Yes, it, it was a... Um, the reason why I remember it is because it was a black couple that was starting out and they wanted the Kent Farm to expand their um, business and stuff like that because they needed to send their kids to college, blah, blah, blah. Very detailed story that I remember all this. Um, but, yeah, it never it was never owned by Clark because, well, and, uh, you know, his parents died and he sold the farm because he didn't want to... Uh, remember any of the stuff that the Kents taught him. I don't know. But after, and it's but after and, the romance book, or after JL twelve, Clark went back to the farmhouse. Remember? Yes. And he told Diana that he doesn't own the farm. It was in JL fifteen. 13, 14, something like that. 15, 14, something like that. I can Google it quickly. My poor eyes. Um, I'm going to see Fomance. Shit. I'm pretty sure it was 15. It was drawn by Tony Daniel. Poor Tony Daniel. He got stuck in that Fomance front. Yeah. And I, he's like, oh, no, no. Cheetah oh, issue. So close. For the Throne of Atlanta stuff. Yeah, it was thrown of Atlanta's stuff, yeah. yeah. So now Clark still hasn't sold the farm, or the neighbor's selling the farm now. Yeah, but Lana's walking all over like she owns the place. Well, she probably she does. Owns the joint. You know, that's what Lana does best. So, so the entire book is from Lana Lang's point of view. We get her narration boxes. Lois Lane, again, gets no point of view in a book supposedly about her. Is Justice League 14 that we're thinking of, where he takes her to the Smallville Diner and they're dressed as Superman and Wonder Wonder Woman? Woman, Which makes no sense whatsoever, but okay. It's the new 52. It was the new 52. Everybody was on cocaine or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, no, he tells her. He tells her that he doesn't own the farm, and that's why they can't go into the, the house. house. Yeah. But I thought he went into the house later anyway because... No, no, no. They go picture into of him like, in his football uniform in the background. No, that is the next issue but it is not the farm it's it's the um like barn i want to say that he kept secrets like a cellar in this book that was supposedly about lois lana lang is jammering on and on i don't know why you keep coming back i already gave you my answers i said no and i meant it I suddenly get her narration boxes. I'm Lana Lang, farmer by blood, engineer by trade. The one in the wedge heels with 30,000 John Deere overhead, that's Lois Lane, star reporter for the Daily Planet. Okay. You know, Lana's as nasty as she ever was. And what the hell does she have in her mouth? Nails? Nails. 
Yeah, why didn't she swallow them? What was she doing with nails? She wasn't pounding a fence or anything. So Lois has a John Deere tractor over her head, a la Superman, you know, with the car over his head. Mm-hmm. And then Lana goes, don't lift it from the front like that. You're going to break it. And Lois says, he could have crushed this tractor with his bare hands if he wanted to. Hell, he could have laid waste to the whole planet, but he never did because of you. Okay, I'm vomiting. Puke Yeah, I need, it's, you know, this is, this entire panel is the reason why I took off my subscription the night before, and thank the Lord I did. Yeah, because we got this as a preview. I'm thinking, oh, I was like, oh, I need drugs to, to make, to get through this day. Like reading this this crap, I need a strong drink. So you know, he goes, just put it down, please. And he, and lots going on. She says he told me you taught him control. What? You, you know, I tweeted out use his powers in a way no one else could have. Would they fly around having sex? What? Ugh. Why? Ugh. My. My eyes. So not only do, you know, Lois has no point of view, but her exposition is about how great Lana is and how she made Clark Kent Superman. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bullshit. Oh, my gosh. Bullshit. <laughs> she says, do you think Clark Kent could ever have been Superman without you? Think of the headline. Yeah. Farm Gold taught Metropolis Marvel everything he knew. Lois. Shut up. Lana, let me guess. You want me to do the same for you? And she says, who better? And then Lana sighs. And so Lana's thinking, we don't have all that much in common. Well, except for one thing. And Lana says, so what else can you do? Huh? Okay. And then it's between... A whole lot more than you. <laughs> yeah. So, Lois is flying through the skies with some jet pilots around her, and there's, you know, there's a hot air balloon and all this good stuff. It's a good picture, you know. It's probably one mm-hmm. fall. Mm-hmm. I'm still not buying the book. Mm-hmm. So, we have a news commentator, another news commentator, Metropolis is celebrating their 375th anniversary, so that would put them pre-revolution. That would be okay. 17 something. Oh, it'd be <laughs> 16 something. Late 1600s. I can, I can do the math quickly for you. So anyway, um, they their question is, who is Superwoman? And they go, uh, so apparently this takes place after the Doomsday Battle in Metropolis, which is happening Mm -hmm. in Action Comics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, with a mysterious new Superman and Lex Luthor, who's, you know, wearing this super suit. And so cleanup is expected to take months, but the monster's rampage could have been far worse if it wasn't for the surprise appearance of yet another new costume hero, a superwoman who seems to have all of Superman's powers and then some. Okay, that's Lois. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, citizens, and Lois is doing the super thing. She is saving people. She is, you know, she's using her heat vision when she has to. She's lifting up complete walls of buildings off of people. Citizens have been recording her appearances and posting them on social media with increasing frequency, including her team-ups with local heroes. And her rescue, uh, apparently, is that the Guardian? I believe so. I believe so, yeah. And her rescue of this reporter on one of the most harrowing days of my career. Thank you, Superwoman. Okay. She saved him. He was in a helicopter. It was heading for the ground. Mm -hmm. So, Jack, Superwoman even took time out to help a young girl who got lost at Schaffenberger Metro Station just a week ago. Okay. So, and renowned heroes like Steel have welcomed her with open arms. I think she'll be a powerful companion. Champion for all of Metropolis. Mm-hmm. Did, did his girlfriend hold a knife to his throat and tell him to say that? Well, you know, she abuses him. She sucker punches Lois, and, you know, she, God knows what she does to steal. And now she's going to the ball. Her, she can just hurt him more. So it says, although only time will tell how the rest of Metropolis and the world take to a woman representing what have traditionally been considered... Why is her face blurred in every shot we have of her? And can we get the planet out of the frame, please? Okay, so apparently the Daily Planet is in those shots. And when they said Lois was, you know, Superwoman, Lois is Superwoman, was blurring her face, I thought, oh, this is awesome. She's going to be able to keep her secret ID. That's not what happened. She blurred her face so Blana could take over as Superwoman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Here's where we find out that Blana is working for the Daily Star, not the planet. Mm. And she's working for George Taylor. Mm. I'm um, so imp- I'm so not impressed. Mm-hmm. Where's the where's the vomit bucket? George Taylor says, does Lana have her falsies on? It's time for a close-up. And Lana says, I heard that, George. In five minutes, that was the deal for makeup. So apparently, Lana doesn't like to wear makeup because, you know, she's a farm girl. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. She's not a skank city girl like Lois, you know. Uh Uh-huh. Whatever. So, um... So, she's thinking in her head, did I mention I'm also a talking head for digital media tech conglomerate, the Daily Star? New gig. Turns out I'm pretty good on camera. Oh, uh, how humble of you, Lana. How humble. How humble of you, Lana. So. So, we give her the humble award. (laughs) Yeah. She says, that's Lex Luthor, sociopath and billionaire. And somehow he's become Metropolis' latest Superman, and it's the Superman logo letters, right? Mm -hmm. Don't worry, Lana. You'll be dating him soon because you always do. (laughs) So, and you won't have Lois to warn you off because she's dead. (laughs) So, Lexus, I'm so grateful to see you all here, you know, and he's saying, you know, all this crap, you know. And so Lana goes, um, so Lexus like, I certainly hope your new role as chief science contributor in bold letters to the star Provide you with the global reach you intend. 
Why don't you just make her queen and just get it over with? And Lana, she is the queen. Yeah. Hello, she's the she's queen. now queen of the world. Too, babe. Yeah, good luck with she's that, dude. The savior of worlds. That means yeah, savior of worlds. Well, she couldn't follow us, so how good a savior is she? That means quite a lot coming from one of the world's greatest scientific minds. Oh. And he goes, I can see the romance now. Yeah, she's going to be dating him before too long, you know, because they're about science. It's our love. Okay, so he goes, flattery will get you everywhere, Miss Flang. So Lana says, he blathers on about his new career as Superman, his sense of debt to Metropolis, and about his battle suit, which makes him one of the most powerful men on Earth. So he's got this new big technological ship called the Gestalt. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so Lana goes, the Gestalt, a giant battle cruiser, as long as Lex Clark's tower is tall. He goes on and on about its futuristic design and pacifying weapons and how it's meant to inspire confidence and security in people, not fear. He even he never even mentions Clark's passing or the other Superman flying around. It makes me sick to my stomach. You make me sick to my stomach, Lana. <laughs> Okay, first of all, Lois just would say the truth to Lex's face. She wouldn't, yeah, she wouldn't flatter him. She wouldn't flatter him. She would just say, you're an asshole, and walk away, you know. But Lana flatters him, but in her head, she's like, he's scum. Okay, but I have to flatter it, you know. So Because she's a backstabbing bitch. Yeah. That's what she is. That's the way she rolls. So... Anyway, so they go through this crap, you know, and her producer, and, you know, she's got, you know, she's got a crew behind her, you know, when she's the chief science consultant at the Daily Star. You know, mm-hmm. so remember, she's an electrical engineer. Yeah, she needs a team helping her. You know, at least Lois broke a story without a team. She so broke a story while she was still possessed by Brainiac. There you go. That's lowest for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ugh. So, uh, Lana reminds Lex that he's not the only one wearing the symbol. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then someone with, I don't know, green, I don't know, uh, and... Uh, a uh, bizarro kind of person. Someone says now, and next thing you know, Lex's ship is in trouble. Oh, didn't see that coming. No. And he got hacked. He got hacked. Shame. Um, and he he lands on the top of his ship in a not too graceful way. <laughs> so something's happening to his armor. It's shut down. And Lana whispers a curse word. Hey, can you hear me? Lex has been sidelined. She's talking to Lois. And Lois goes, the jerk of steel is out? No, no, no. Uh, Lana says that. And oh, Lois Lana says it. that. Oh, okay. yeah, Lois is, is hearing it via her super hearing. Oh, okay. She, she, so Lois says this then this is definitely a job for Superwoman. And so she's going to go take care of business. Now, 
For a super, this is a job for superwoman. Superwoman is in just plain black text and no logo esque kind of letters or nothing. Mhm. And then Lana says, "I can't believe you just said that." And Lois is like using freeze breath. She says, "Come on, get in the spirit." She goes, "No wonder people think you're irritating." Oh, you're irritating, Lana. And then Lois says, "How do I stop this thing?" Okay. This is like when Clark asked Wonder Woman where he should be fighting Zod and Fiora. You know, uh, can I just stop you here for one second? One second, because I need to rant about this, because this goes on for the entirety of the book, but I want to get it out. Right. Um, They make Lois look inadequate. They make her look immature. They make her look... Uh, not capable of doing anything. Right. You know, thank you so much, Zack Snyder and Dan Jurgens, for truly respecting uh, Lois Lane. Uh, they make her an intelligent, free world, free thinking, off doing her own adventure thing woman in the movies and in his book Dan Jorgens has Lois as I mean even in Lois and Clark she was off she was author X she was doing her shit you know what she was being Lois Lane she was doing her stuff she was getting stuff done and Lois Lane um, if you look at this thing uh, that they have um, it's these playing cards right Uh, but it's like battle cards like Pokemon, I don't know if you've ever played with Pokemon battle cards. But anyway, oh. Lois Lane is ranked in the intelligence spectrum. Uh, two points higher in intelligence than Lex Luthor. And five points lower in intelligence than Batman. So she is ranked in the top three of intelligence in the DC universe. Yeah. And... And, you know, in, in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, they make her fiercely intelligent. They even say that, you know, in, in her profile thing that uh, you had for Man of Steel, is that she is fiercely intelligent. She is a very intelligent person. And Dan Jurgens keeps using her intelligence, right? In, in action comics, she figures out Doomsday is coming for John before Superman. Right? Well, yeah. Okay, and, and here's off. another example of that. When Lois had the, her psionic powers, right? Yes. She had nobody mentoring her about how to use them, you know, what should be done at a particular moment. She saved Clark's butt how many times, especially when he was doomified? And what did okay. Blana do? Blana just wrote him off when he was doomified. And Lois was the only true believer. And if Phil Jimenez had done his research like he said he did, I'm sure he just read Pax Lana. He obviously didn't read anything about Lois because he was going to kill her off. I'm sure that was something the editorial says, well, you're just going to have to get rid of Lois. Yeah, you know what? I- I'm pretty sure Phil Jimenez says, Research included Lana Lang, not Lois Lane. Exactly. Because when I told him about the Brainiac situation, right, in in Doomed, uh, where I said, you know, Lois, um, and this was before the book came out, I gave him a list 
uh, I told Holly about it and everything. And I gave him a look and I said, you know, Lana hinders the entire doomsday plan because she wanted to go off and be a hero. And he said, he told me, he says he didn't read that part. Oh. He didn't know of that. That would make his so, little Mary Sue look like a complete bitch idiot. Because that's what it makes her look like in the doomsday. It is a complete idiot. Yes, because she goes with steel, right, into space. Because apparently steel, an intelligent uh, inventor, can't figure out how to use Lana Lang's electrical doohickeys, right? Right. And so she needs to go with him into space to help him. But the real reason why she wants to go into space is so that she can feel important, right? And or feel needed or feel like she's doing something. And where she should have been was her parents protecting them, right? But instead of she, she was running off playing adventurer, right? Uh, because she needed to feel important. And she hinders that entire spectrum of what Steel had to do. Steel had to create um, portals or, or he had to figure out uh, how to get the brainiac um, things that were sucking everybody's souls and faces out, right? Remember there was those orange lights going off into the sky? Right. Um, He had to stop that which was in space, and some of the Justice League members were going to help him from the watchtower. Cyborg was going to help him and that sort of thing. And because of Lana Lang's interference in the Doomsday Saga, they got stranded in space. Right, because Lana didn't know how to handle the situation, she panics and they get stranded in space. Right. And Steel had to Steel had to risk his life and cover her in the organic steel to uh protect her. Meanwhile, Lois figures out how to A use the psionic powers, B break away from Brainiac's um chance thing. Oh, before that, she manages to communicate with Clark, right? That happened in, in Action Comics Annual. Uh, she manages to use psionic powers as a back road to get to Clark and to help him break through the doomsday virus. Right. Right. He, comes, he then comes and finds Lois and uses the doomsday virus to burn off the brainiac pods that are infecting Lois, right? And that helps her to regain control of her body Right, she becomes flesh toned. Right. For one issue. For for one issue, right? And then she takes uh Mattello and she leads the entire metropolis battle against Brainiac. Meanwhile, Lana Lang's crying in space. Okay. So there's just an idea of the intelligence level and the capability level and the resourcefulness. I want to mention that word very specifically of Lois Lane. She may not be an inventor or, a, you know, like, like Batman who's done every sort of science thing or like Lex Luthor who's like an evil genius, but she's street smart and she knows how to use what she has and she feels Superman do his thing a thousand times. Right. So she knows how the powers work. She knows what, what to do. She did not need Lana Lang coaching her along the way. I'm sorry. 
I just have to get that out. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's true. And so we got, but we, no, Jimenez has Alana barking orders to Lois. Like she she's an idiot. Yeah. Arctic breath. Freeze the surface of the river. Create a blockade. Now, I know Phil Jimenez is all so excited about doing this science nerd family thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, people are like, well, Lois just don't have the brains in this issue. And I'm like, no, she has analytical powers. I mean, her and bats could go toe-to-toe analytically. Okay. Uh-huh. Lana is scientific, so that's a different knowledge realm, okay? Lois has the heart, She and she has instincts. Lana has no instincts whatsoever because everything's about her. So mm-hmm. you can have instincts about in other fact, things if you know, um, you're thinking about in, yourself all the time. So in fact, you know, you mentioned low single toe to toe with Batman. Right. In a Batman issued uh can't remember who wrote it, but I know it's drawn by Jerry uh Audrey. Um Batman mentions Lois Lane is as smart as him. Right. When it comes to fi- when it comes to being like you said, analytical and figuring stuff out. Right. He said she is as smart as him. Right. So Batman considers Lois the brains of the couple. Hell yeah, he's mentioned that to Cox so many times. He's like, You know she's the brains, right? And Cox's like, I know, you don't have to tell me. Well, because okay, and as Kurt Music says Clark has a big heart and a keen mind. Lois is, you know, works from her analytical viewpoint first, but she has a good heart. And that's why they work. Mm -hmm. You know. But Hamana has completely sabotaged Lois Lane in this. Yeah. You know, just to make Lana look good. Yeah, Kurt Busick didn't like this book. Neither did Gail Simone. Gail Simone was like, I'm not commenting, but it it's not good for Lois. <laughs> yeah, which is fine with editorial because they don't like Lois. Mm-hmm, yeah. So everybody's, like, talking about, oh, is that Wonder Woman, you know? Uh, and so then Lana goes, the barrier's not working. You need to reinforce it. Alexis, <laughs> who are you talking to? And um, Lois goes, I'm a little busy right now. And so she grabs a hold of a pilot who is falling out of a plane, and mm-hmm. she says, I've got you. And she says, you've got us. Who's got you? Okay, so Jimenez used stuff from the movie, Superman. Yeah. Not a very good Lois model. And he referred to it as a cheesy line. So he deliberately gave Lois a cheesy, what he considers a cheesy line. Well, I don't consider it a cheesy line. I don't either. I consider it iconic. You know what? It's so iconic that when they made a Barbie movie where Barbie gets superpowers, and um, they did a role reversal where Barbie has superpowers and she has a Clark Kent, Lois Lane love interest, glasses and all. Uh, He's a reporter as well. Uh, Very good if if you want to find a good superwoman, go watch the Barbie Princess Power movie. Um, and, you know, when she catches him, you know, he sa- she says, I've got you. And he says, you've got me. Who's got you? And I'm like, they didn't. 
They just, they literally just said, we just copied Superman. We just rolled, we just gender reversed. Right. Yeah. So here's the other thing. Lois is concerned about people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and Lana's just like, well, get the ship, get the ship, get the ship. That's not the priority. So. Right. Finally, it gets to the point where the ship is heading for a bridge, and there's thousands of people on the bridge. And Lois says, I can't stop it alone. And Lana says, this is officially serious. If that thing hits the morning, I'm still Mike. You need to, excuse me? I'm still Mike. I can't possibly do this because I'm still Mike. Uh, just the mic off. You know, it's not. Yeah. Quit being selfish, Lana, and, you know, as Lois goes, I need you. Yeah, she's telling Lana, get your ass into, you know, priority mode here. Right. Bitch. So back to they're on the farm again. I had powers before, you know. And, um,. Lana says, I thought you said you needed me. And Lois says, I do need you. Then be quiet and turn your head for a minute. Keep your head stabilized when you fly. It'll keep the fluids in your ears stable despite the inertia so you don't get dizzy. In other words, she's doing science again. Yep. And Lois goes, mm-hmm. And so then she's yelling at her, Dan is out, your director of neurons, should keep a lot of the background noises you're going to pick up and check. Just focus on the sounds. You need to, like, you need to. Like my voice. Okay, oh, and that's when Lois gets a nosebleed. I'd get a nosebleed, too. <laughs> and then Lana goes, get back down here. How long you been getting nosebleeds? Clark would not, would get headaches, not nosebleeds. Well, excuse me for a living. And Lois <laughs> says, let's see. Oh, on and off since the last time you clocked me, actually. Meaning the sucker punch. Mm-hmm. And Lana goes, oh, you mean that time when you outed Clark's secret idea to the world? Okay, she's going to be on that for the rest of her life because she still probably hasn't forgiven Clark for not saving her parents. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Lana, oh, you know I regret so that decision. I did it because at the time I thought I had to. Okay, the point is, Lois did save him by doing that. Yeah, you know what? I don't like this. Why does she regret it? Because she saved his life. Right. And she shouldn't have regretted the it. the right thing. So the Humana is yeah. throwing that. Why? I mean, in, in Superman 50, Clark says, I forgive you because uh, he doesn't even say that. He said, you know, she says, I'm sorry for what I've done, blah, blah, blah. And he says, no, you needed to do that. And I understand. I know, Lois. I know. So... Why the hell is she regretting it? I don't know, because Hamana has decided to do that because, you know, he did his research on Lana. But yeah, he didn't do his research on anybody else, apparently. Yeah. So Lana says, yeah, well, take it up with the new Clark. You've got a few to choose from these days. And, and Lois says, Lana, please, I don't want to fight you. I came to you because we were both there when he went Nova, meaning new 52 loser. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, we were both struck by that energy. You know what I can do, and if you can do what I think you can, imagine what we could do together. So in other words, Lois is like, hey, we both got powers. Let's be a team. 
um, thinking of the greater good, yeah. of what they can do for humanity. But Lana's been like, Meh. so. <laughs> so Lois goes, got an ETA for me? We're running out of time here. And somebody goes, dude, I think that thing might hit us. And they're on the bridge. Or, no, they're not on the bridge. But anyway, says, I think you might be right. And Lois says, get your ass up here. She goes, I just ditched my entire crew. Okay. Oh, Lana Lang is such a bitch. Yeah. And so here we have uh, Lana Lang is Superwoman Red. Now, I was kind of pleased with that because I'm like, everybody knows that Superman Red never lasts long. So always Superman mm-hmm. Blue first. Then Superman Red shows up and then... Something happens that neither of them, you know. So, Lana's like, farmer by blood, engineer by trade, burgeoning news personality by chance. Okay. And a superwoman by fate. No. You were superwoman by chance. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be standing in the right place at the, at right, the right time. time. And... This superwoman is the logo. Yeah. Not the mm-hmm. tiny print. And nope. I'm like, seriously? And I went back to check what you know, when Lois said it. No, it was small print. So we've got this person who's, these people are living in a freaking fishbowl. They got all these people watching them. This guy looked like a robot. It does, yeah. It looks like Lex Luthor in his battle suit, to be yeah. quite honest. Yeah, and so, and Phil Jimenez drew it, so that's what he wanted, I guess. And so the character says, so, there are two of them. Not for long. Not for long. Just give it a couple pages, buddy. (laughs) So her crew are yelling at, Lana, what do we do? Lana! Bro, it's definitely going to hit us. Okay, so they're worried that the thing's going to hit them. Mm -hmm. And so... George Taylor says, what do you mean you can't find her? Get her back on the air. And so um, so then Lex says, this can't be. If if there are two of them, no, that's impossible. And so Lois is using her heat vision while Lana just approaches in her electric red stuff. And Lois says, hey, Red, nice of you to drop by. And Lana goes, you know, I was in the neighborhood working. Well, tell that to the ship, honey. Lois goes, working? Is that what you call it? She goes, did your cape get bigger? I mean, it looks huge right now. What the hell does that mean? I know. She just needed a quick back at Lois. She says, are we are we good with the witty banner? And Lonnie says, I think you like the witty banner. And Lois says, what I like is to save the people on that boat in that bridge. Okay. But then Lana puts, I got an idea. You need to slow that ship down. I'm going to put out those fires. Meet me back here in, say, 60 seconds. Okay. So she's still not saving the ship, right? No. She's putting out fire. So... So, so Lana thinks, so the Kryptonian solar energy that gave us these powers turned Lois into a human tank. Super strength, speed, 
Suddenly she could see through buildings and hear cars honking and bangkoking. Me, on the other hand, I started figuring out how to transform all that solar radiation into other kinds of energies, like electricity. I can't push the moon out of its orbit with my bare hands or freeze a river by blowing on it yet. But I got other tricks up my sleeve, like DC Comics. <laughs> Fire's just cold plasm, electrons, ions, even soot in fires all respond to the electric field. So I create an oscillating electric field that pulls the fire blah, blah, away blah, the blah, 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 blah. They go out like that. And I'm sitting there going, I'm falling asleep, damn it. Enough I fell asleep while you were reading that. I'm, I'm sitting so there going, asleep. okay, yeah, I get it. It's science. I don't need to know everything you know. And then we still have this person with green, wearing a green kind of hood with kind of serpentine eyes. Okay. And it's and Lush, and Lana continues with it's just currency, frequency and voltage. And she goes, Your turn, Chief Okay, she's calling Lois Chief, even though she's barked orders at her for the last four pages. So there's a big splash and Lois um, Oh, she's still barking orders. She's yeah. Barking so on. Lois goes into the water to um get the boat under control and Lana's still going Blast the ballast tanks. Like, Lois couldn't figure that out herself. And drop the anchors. No, duh. Shut up. Oh, yeah, my gosh. So, Lana gets, that barely slowed it down. Lois says, the anchors wouldn't release. Can't you zap it with something? and Lana says, I can't convert solar energy to something that this big yet. I don't know how. Oh, she doesn't know something. Holy, hold on. How'd that Holy. happen? Hold me. Hold me, Holly. Hold me. I'm thinking. <laughs> Lana says, then get behind me. And, look, and Lana goes, why? She says, you still have super strength, right? Just brace yourself against me. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. So they both, Lana puts her feet against the bridge. Lois puts her feet against the tanker. And Lana, with her big encouragement, because, you know, she's big about barking orders, but this is what she says. This will never work! (laughs) And Lois goes, just pretend you're in a CrossFit class. And Lana says, I don't do CrossFit. Okay. Well, just pretend. You know, it's called pretend, Lana. (laughs) <laughs> and Lois goes, you do now And then Lana says, oh, curse word And then she screams Lois's name Lois! Okay This is And she's blinking and they're sizzling Because, you know, she's electric And she says, did we? We did! And Lo- and uh, can Lana- I just can I just point out Lois's idea worked? Yes. For all that science mumbo jumbo that we just had to endure from Miss Lana Lang. Right. Lois's idea, which is a very Superman idea, mind you. Right. You would have done the same thing. Right. Worked. Yeah. And Lana didn't want to do it. So then she Lana says, Okay, Lana's gonna explain why it shouldn't have worked. 
this should never have worked. It totally defies the laws of physics. And and Lois says, yeah, well, so do we. Think this has gone viral yet? And Lois says, how did I ever let you talk me into this? Oh, I'm sure she didn't didn't have to work that hard to make you into a superhero so that you'd have all the attention on yourself. Yeah, really. ever wanted, Lana. So back at the farmhouse back then, Lois says, imagine the headline, Super Squad Saves the World Again. Do you know what that would do for women in this business? And And Lana says, partners? But we don't even like each other. Rise above, Lana. Okay, so here's a woman who is incapable of rising above and getting the job done because she has to explain it scientifically. And if she doesn't, well, that breaks the law of physics. I can't do that, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So Lana goes on. She's typing on her laptop. She says, I still think you're out of your mind. And wasn't there an evil superwoman who'd be really pissed off if we started using her name? Oh, here they are. That's mom and dad and me. Oh, here we go with the dead parents. And that's <laughs> little brother Ron. Whoa, where did he come from? <laughs> from out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, little brother Ron comes out and get this, folks. When he, he graduated did. from West Point, a military academy, my parents were so proud of him. And then he killed himself. And things just changed. Okay, one, when did Lana ever have a brother? And two, why are they making her a member of a military family like Lois? I don't know. But you know what? It's been established in New 52 history that Lois still retains her army brat's um, background. What what does Lucy do? Oh, Lucy's an air hostess, so she still retains that. Right, but now they're giving it to Lana. Yeah, everything else. Give everything. Yeah, just give everything to Lana. You know, she needs it all. She has to have it, but you know what? She's not gonna be able to use any of it because you know. It's not gonna work. Okay. It's not gonna work. Because mom and dad, they just weren't the same. I just. Oh, man, just, okay, and then she pops a pill bottle and swallows the pill, and she goes, oh, put your eyeballs back in your head. I've just been having some anxiety since Clark died. No, honey, you were over the edge before that. Yep, you've been crazy for a long time. This reminds me of the super kid in Superman Returns. <laughs> yeah, is he super or on drugs? Make up your mind. You can't be both. Right, that kid was pumped full of drugs. Yeah, and I don't think Lois Lane would pump her kid full of drugs. No, nope. and that I mean, really wasn't really... Lois Lane. I don't know who the hell that character was, but it wasn't Lois. Lane. Uh, yeah, I don't know who who that was either. It was, it was probably Lana Lang parading around as Lois. Yeah, probably. To be quite honest. So she's. Telling the doctor, he said, trouble sleeping, dizzy spells, that kind of thing. Doc Hosler gave me something to take while I work through it. Are you seeing a shrink? Nope. Oh, hell no. Nope. Uh, hell, I mean, out there in the yeah. bar, that was me working through it another way. So she put a hole in the barn, but she yelled at Lois about the tractor. Mm-hmm. 
He said, I'll be fine. Clark used to get anxious, too, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, science. Yeah, now she got a freaking medical degree because, you know, she doesn't need to go see a shrink and talk about her problems or anything. Just take you know, that's pop, pop the pill, to, honey. She needs, to sit down. she needs to sit down with a professional and work through her issues. Yeah, instead of burning down the barn. You know. or, or beating up, or beating up steel, poor steel. Yeah, he's beating the shit know, out of steel when he's. We playing. know he gets thrashed, okay, and it's yeah. not something and now, funny about. Now that she's got all the powers, still better yep. be doing double indemnity on that uh, suit of his. Be wearing mm-hmm. it in bed. Poor steel. I know. Solana says he was just really good about turning his concerns into action. Alonso says, his power was a gift, and he used it. So should we. Alonso Thank says, you, Lois. What a gift. Uh-oh, there's the wrong attitude to have. We got them because my best friend died in front of me. Ugh, again with the meanie, meanie, I, 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 me, 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 me. He didn't leave these powers to us. We just happened to be standing next to him when he blew up. Excuse me, but on the previous page you said this was fate. Now it's just we were standing there. I know, right? If she and the previous page, it was fate. Schizophrenia. She is It's going to be crazy. more fun than the foments tearing it limb from limb. You realize that. Oh, well, listen. The foments was just balls on the wall crazy. This is, this is, uh, we're psychoanalyzing Lana Lang. <laughs> Yeah, Again, <laughs> in the scientific method. In the scientific method, we decree her crazy. <laughs> we decree her a bitch and a nut. Okay, so Willis is trying to encourage her to honor him and then use his, his power to remind people what that symbol stands for. And Lana says, I know what that symbol stands for, but for better than anybody. <laughs> And Lois says, don't prove it. You can't stay in yeah, Lois. forever, Lana. You have too much to offer this world. She says, oh. I told Clark that same thing. Oh and Lois says, and he changed history when he became Superman. Now it's your turn. Okay. So then we're back to the news. And so, you know, they're like, there was remarkably casualties were kept to a minimum. Uh, the Metropolis uh, Special Crime Units come in, and um, and there was the arrival of not one but two superwomen to the scene. Uh, so Lana is speaking. She says, "Security Measure Alpha in place, <coughs> in place, sir." But fifty-six from General Hydraulics, gen- from General Hydraulics and Medical are still missing. Okay. And Lois says, I think whatever it was tore its way in. Um, oh, and Lex says, Superwoman, this is what I'm supposed to call you, isn't it? I demand one or both of you, or who, how many of you there are, take me to Mission Control and the power distribution substations on level three and four. And Lana says, because she's not wearing a cape, Lex, you need to step back right now. 
something or okay. So then Lex says something or someone sabotages the the ship. If the nuclear containment cells were breached, Lois says if there was a breach in one of the nuclear cells, I'd sense it. And Lex says I'm supposed to trust that you'd sense it. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know who you women are. So then Lois goes on at the farm. Super scientist, superwoman, that's your headline. And Lana goes, that's a terrible headline. Lois, if we do this team thing, I need you to do something for me. Because, you know, it's always about Lana. For me. Me, 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 me. Lois says, you could use a few minutes in the makeup chair before you go on camera. And Lana goes, ouch. Serious. I need you to stick around. Keep me honest. Well, that didn't oh. last long. <laughs> so Lex said, and then they're jumping back and forth between these two scenes. And Lex is mm-hmm. like, it's my ship. I designed it. I handpicked the personnel. And then Lana, of course, because, you know, it's Lois's book, says, mm. Lex, your armor's not working. If any of those cells have ruptured or the, the ship is attacked, again, you're toast. And he said, I don't care about my safety. These are my people down there unaccounted for, people I'm responsible for, people who expect me to protect them. So we're back uh, to the combo. I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to say one thing, though. Wow, Lex is actually more super than Lana. Exactly. He's actually concerned and, and claiming responsibility for these people's lives. I'm like, Whoa! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Lex Luthor for the win. I mean, he's he. This is a very um, and I don't know if the symbol is weighing on him, and what it actually means to be Superman. Um, uh, but that's a very Superman thing to say. Right, and when he uh, when he quit quote unquote being evil, which you know he's uh-huh. working through right now. But he's still pulling crap, you know. But well, I mean, he's still Lex Luthor, yeah. right? I mean, in the famous words of the animated series, he's Lex freaking Luthor, okay? He's still going to be evil. He's still going to be a manipulator. I think that's what Lex is. Lex he always a grand, be a manipulator. He's a grand manipulator of surroundings and things. Right. Um. But, I mean, he. this is actually a very Superman thing. And I was actually impressed by his legs, uh, not so much Lana, you know, because he's, he's it's commendable. He doesn't care about himself. He wants to make sure that these people are safe. Wow. Well done, Lex. Ten points to you. Yeah. So back to the farm conversation. No shortcuts. No easy out. Swear to me, we can't let Lex Luthor become a Clark's legacy. And uh, I'd let him be, at this point. I'd let him become Clark's leg- legacy over you. Yeah, really. Lois says we won't. We're in this together now. I am not leaving you. I promise. And Lana says, "I'm sorry, Lex, but we can't risk your safety either. We'll save your crew." And Lois says, "Did you hear that? Whatever did this is still on board." Let's try to tell him that. And Lois says, all galleys clear. Uh, no leaks in the containment cells, thank God, says Lana. And the crew quarters are clear, says Lana. Lois says, the hangar bays are empty. Where's the last science contingent? And Lana says, they're still missing. So there's a crash. 
And Lois says, science sublevels, if they're not here, my God, what is this place? She's, and Lo- Lois says, it's a lab of some kind. And Lana says, but I've never seen technology like that. Oh, so <gasps> does that mean you have problems with that because you've never seen it before? You has all Superman's knowledge at the Fortress of Solitude in Superman Rebirth. Hello. <laughs> And then Lana says, Lois, the scientists, they've been torn apart. I think that's, yeah. Lois, Lois is trying to use her um, her uh, X-ray, X-ray vision. vision. She says, damn you, Luther, the walls of this whole level are lined with lead. My vision powers aren't working, but something is. And then Lois says, Lana? And Lana goes, they're all dead. They're all dead. Uh, she ends up. She's got a real problem with that, doesn't she? She's yeah. a juice. Melissa says, Lana, are you still with me here? I still need you. We still need you. And there's a figure in the background. And Lois yells, Lana. And then Lana yells, look out. And this, it looks like Ultra Woman kind of, doesn't it? It does look. I thought it was Ultra Woman for a second because they, um, well, not Ultra Woman, Superwoman, because they mentioned her, you know. Right. Isn't there an evil Superwoman? Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. And she says, Lana goes, back to the farm again. Don't make that promise if you can't keep it. Clark did that to me, and he died. My parents oh my God. Said, and they died. My brother did, and he died too. Somebody needs to set her down and go, yo, you realize that nobody gets out alive. Does she realize that the one certainty we have, I know I know this is going to sound very morbid, but the one certainty in life is death. We are all going to die. We yeah, are she's all to be such a big friggin' scientist. Haven't she figured that one out yet? Yeah. She says, I, I can't handle losing someone like that again, Lois. It's so dumb. That's why I say she's going to be kicking Lois's corpse for the next six Issues. Mm-hmm. You left me. Look, it's Lana. Okay, well, she's having a freaking breakdown. Anyway, and so this thing grabs a hold of Lois Lane by the throat, and obviously it's got some kind of, it's got red eyes of some kind. And It looked like a bizarro to me. Yeah. Well, in fact, in the solicits for two, it's bar- or three, it's bar- there's more than one of them. They're like all oh, right, but bizarreses, right? Bizarreses, bizarres, something like that. Yeah, they're female bizarros. So anyway, mm-hmm. let's go into a big, nasty, heavy thing, and then Lois goes, "Lose me? You think I'm gonna skip out on the dulcet tones of your angry heat vision classes three days a week? Oh my God! Wait, I've got it. Farm girl teaches Metropolis Marvel everything she knows." She says, that's your headline. And so while Lois's nose is bleeding, Lana's going, I'm Lana Lang. The woman going toe-to-toe with that monster is Lois Lane. <laughs> Lois can't even get her last moments as her own. Yeah. I have to tell you who I am while Lois dies. Yeah. 
And then she screams, Lois, does not make an attempt to help Lois in any way, shape, or form. Nope. And so she thinks, we never had all that much in common. And so whatever this thing is doing, there's like red beams coming out of Lois's head. And she says, mm-hmm. and Lois goes, what is that? And Lana goes, Lois, move. She's being put down, you idiot. She can't. Idiot. And then, so then Lois goes back, is back to the farm again. She says, I'm not going anywhere, Red, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lois, who's dying, because uh, there's like holes in her face and stuff, and she says, Clark? Oh, God. I understand now. It all makes sense. And then there's a big kaboom, and Lois explodes. With, and, of course, you know, Lana is, she'll be getting that power, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she dies the exact same way the New 52 loser. Yeah, she died just like New 52 loser. And then Lana's laying on the ground and goes, Lois! Okay. And this thing is standing over Lois. And then... So Lana's thinking, well, except for one thing, we were both superwoman, and I don't know how I'm going to do this without her. And mm-hmm. then she looks. And we, yeah, we see Lois what Lane. What are you? We see Lois Lane is sand, cremated, yeah. dust. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and the next issue is called... Who killed Superwoman? Yeah, and the entire three-book arc is called Who is Superwoman? Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. What a hot load of bullshit. (laughs) I'm sitting there going, okay, so the one who didn't want to be a hero uh, is going to be Superwoman. And the one who couldn't do it without Lois is going to be Superwoman. And she's going to get all the powers. And she's going to have her own series, which Lois never got. Can you imagine how boring this shit is going to be oh with her goodness. sciencing? Her and Seal and Natasha, because Natasha's also an electrical engineer. I don't know if, they, if they're changing her origins. Oh because, you know, can't overshadow Lana Lang. Oh, oh my God. God. Uh, but, yeah, traditionally, Dan Jurgens, I believe, is the creator of Natasha because he created Steel as well. No, he didn't. Um, no, who, who created Steel? Uh, Louise Simonson and Joe B. Oh, right, Louise Simonson. Okay, sorry, Louise. Sorry. Sorry, Louise. Sorry. Uh, yeah, she created Natasha then, I'm pretty sure, because they, were, they both sort of debuted in the same issue. Okay. So, yeah, she was just, like, mentioned. Uh, let me quickly Google it. That's okay. Um, okay. Um, but that anyway, yeah. Woman, was, and, yeah. you know, we explain why, you know, Lois was Lois. But that whole crap about how Lana made Clark Superman is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And now, over the dead body of Lois Lane, Lana Lane gets a series. And all the powers. 
Yeah, I'm real happy with that. How about you? Did you go somewhere? No, you're still there. Are you mute? Oh, there she went. She didn't go. Okay. So we're going to have to wait for Tej to, uh, to come back. Um, let's see. Um, I'm not sure if Tej did a blog or not, but I wrote a blog about the new 52 Lois Lane is dead. You can find it over at um, WordPress, Body Holly. Um, and I also posted it on Tumblr. So, so um, she's coming back. She's had to reset her Wi-Fi. That's good news. Um, also, I mean, um, both Tej and I are not buying the book. I mean, I don't buy Lana Lang books. You know, I was a very young girl when I was buying Lois Lane books, so I am not about to be buying a Lana Lang book. And it's because Lois is the one. Lois is from Action Comics number one, 1938, and she is the third pillar of the Superman mythology. And when you take Clark out of the out of the mythology, you take Lois out of the mythology, you don't have a real Superman mythology, which we thought uh, DC Comics Entertainment had learned, but apparently not. Also, I think they're just trying to appease, uh, you know, try to get the Lana Lang fans and see how many will actually support a book. But also, as with the Fomance book, you're going to get Lois haters in there, too. I'm not saying that Lana Lang fans are Lois haters, and I'm not saying that Fomancers are Lois haters, although some of them truly are. Um, but they, that's who they're going after. They're going to get for the Lois haters because they do not like Lois Lane. It's very obvious with their business decisions. And now they've hired Phil Jimenez to make a... Lana Lang book. Um, we've seen, uh, like, Karina Lawson's will say, well, we, you know, the book's going to be about both of them. I'm like, Lois is dead. You know, Phil's saying things, well, I know what happens down the road. And we're like, so? That don't mean I'm going to fork my money out until then. You know, uh, this is a consumer product, and if we don't like the product, we don't have to buy it. You know, and again, it's another DC Supergroup editorial decision. Just like you know, DC YOU, we all knew what a winner that was, making Lois the betrayer, so Lana could sucker punch her. You know, so keep Lois out of the action book. You know, the book that birthed her. Yeah, these are the decisions of DC Supergroup editorial. And when I say that, I mean Jim Lee, Bob Harris, and Eddie Berganza. So, uh, yeah. So, Phil Jimenez, um, I'm sure he'll write a great Lana Lang book, but I don't have to buy it. You know, I know it's a job for him, and he'll make money, uh, But and he wants the book to thrive and survive, but New 52 Lois Lane has never thrived in the New 52, and now she has not survived the New 52. So, there we go. Here comes Tej as soon as I can get her in here. Hey, Tej. Are you there? Hello. Well, she, 
Hello. <gasps> Hello. Okay. Yeah, I got your tweet. I'm back when you went you went away again. So I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the next book, had, is there anything else you wanted to say about Superwoman other than you're not buying it? Uh, don't buy it. Yeah, no. it's bullshit. It's um, We Were Sucker Punched by Lana Lang again, and it's absolute bullshit. I will not stand for it. And yeah. make your feelings heard as well. Yeah. Tweet nicely, uh, like, like Rick uh, said on Bleeding Cool, as mad as we get, we never issue death threats. We never issue personal attacks. Um, don't say it's because because Phil Jimenez is a man or anything like that because we have had female writers who do not get a female voice. Case in point, Meriden Finch. Um, yeah. Okay. So female is not always better. Okay. And you get male writers who get Lois Lane's voice very well, yep. like Dan Jurgen. Right? Right. Um, Taylor. Uh, yeah, make... Yeah, I mean, so Snyder, many, you know. Morrison. Should we make a list? Loeb. Uh, yeah, Loeb. Uh, oh, Jeff Loeb, but unfortunately he works at Marvel now, so... Unfortunately, yeah, but... Yeah. I mean, loads of men... Uh, I mean, Greg Rucker. Hello. I mean, oh, yeah. he gets a... He gets Lois's voice. He gets Wonder Woman's voice. Terrifically, we will be talking about him now, and praising I his thought voice. Phil got Lois's voice. It's just some of the stuff he had to make her say to make Lana look good. Right, but that's the thing. Lois never says anything to make somebody look good. I love the parts where she's telling Lana that she's sitting on her ass and she's To me, that's some... an editorial thing. Uh-huh, I, I get that, right? Yeah. And I like the parts where she tells Lana she's being a complete and utter bitch, and she needs to... You know what? She's not being a bitch. She's being a child. That's what she is. Yeah, that I is what Lana Lang it. is. This isn't going to work. Exactly. Like, and, the you know, the, 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 the hugest thing about Superman fans and the Superman family okay, and hold on. all of that... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold a minute. We got accused yeah. of being stands, which, so I looked it up. It's stalker, stalker fans. We are not stalkers. Uh-huh. Rich Johnston no. took our tweets off of Twitter, unbeknownst to us, and put them in his article. We didn't stalk yeah. anybody. Yeah, this is our personal feelings, right? I am a Lois Lane fanatic. Right, that is what I will say, and I mean fanatic in a positive sense, in the sense that Lois Lane is my personal hero. Right, right. I remember growing up, I never had someone that was me in any form of media, and the first time I identified with a character was Terry Hatcher's Lois Lane and. Uh, the animated Lois Lane, voiced by Dana Delaney. Yeah. And in that, in that I mean is that they're not particularly smart, right? They, they um, we're not geniuses, right? But we're street smart. I'm not book smart. I will tell that to people. I don't give a damn about science and vectors and math. I'm happy for people that do 
right? But I am a street smart person, right? I cannot spell for the life of me, right? I literally, without a dictionary and without, sometimes I Google shit and Google doesn't even know what I'm talking about, okay? I'm like, I'm sure that's how you spell it. No. Um, And so the first time I identified with a character is Lois Lane. Right. Because she is, um, she, she will say what's on her mind, right? She can, she is, you know, she's not a lady, you know, she is a woman, which means she can kick your butt, right? Which is me. Okay, when boys used to when boys used to make fun of me in the playground, I used to tackle them to the ground and make them cry. Okay, <laughs> probably I probably still will do. Okay, boys learn very fast. You don't tease me because I get violent with you. Okay, I used to kick them, I used to punch them, I used to hurt them. I'm so sorry. Uh, they turned out to be friends of mine in the end, so it's fine. Um, but the thing is, that is me, right? My personality tends to be a lot like Lois. So I identified with her. And you know what? Lois is the only real world sort of person in comics I was introduced to. Everybody else is a billionaire, is, you know, somebody with powers or, um, you know, Barbara Gordon was a gymnast. I can't do a cartwheel. So sorry. Um, but the thing is, you know what I'm saying, right? Lois is a journalist. She has a real job. She has an apartment. She drives herself to places. You know, she doesn't grapple hook her way there. That sort of thing. So I identify with Lois on that level, right? It's I, She is the every woman. I can see myself in her. And so, yes, I will say I'm a Lois Lane fan. And a fanatic because she is my personal hero. And I am very um, protective of things that I love. Okay, I'm protective of my family, of my dogs, of my pets because they are my family. And I'm protective of Superman and Lois Lane. And DC Comics. You know, I do love DC Comics, minus Lana Lang. Um, so that was my personal views that somebody else took and posted. I mean, he didn't ask us, but we don't mind. I don't mind. And, yeah. 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 Um, You want to take us through Wonder Woman? Sure. Okay. I enjoyed Wonder Woman uh, a lot. Can you hear me? Am I good? Can oh, I was just wondering if you could hear me. Yeah. Or if I, if I, okay. Okay, just having a drink of water. Um, so we start off where we left off, where um, Steve, Trevor's, uh, we find out we find out their seals. Um, his plane crash landed on Themyscira. Everybody's dead except him. So we have a meeting. Uh, and oh, we have voiceovers. And they're going through the events. So you see the crane 
plane has crashed and the Amazons are clearing up, trying to salvage the wreckage. They have all the bodies um, wrapped according to burial laws, which is, you know, the bodies are washed and coated with oil and then wrapped in uh, bandages. Um, and so we have this voiceover saying, this meeting of the Council of Themyscira is now in session. General Philippus, if you'll begin. She says, thank you, my queen. Just prior to dawn this morning, a vessel from, I have no other words but to call it man's world, crashed on our shores. Six men were aboard. By the time we reached them, all but one soul were already committed to Hades, which means they died. One of the males, though grievously wounded, managed to scalpelate himself to the Princess Diana, your daughter. Epinon attends him now, attends to him now. In the surgery, um, she promises a full recovery, and we see you know, nurses attending to Steve Trevor. They have some sort of ointment over him and they have him in the, uh, if you're familiar with Wonder Woman, it's the purple room with the light of healing. Um, so anyway, Philippus goes on. The belongings, possessions, and clothing of the deceased were collected for examination. We see all the Amazons have the guns and weaponry from the soldiers and they're examining it and taking notes. And we then go to the council chambers where Philippus is talking. She says, I believe Arto has completed an initial analysis. And Arto speaks, that is correct. I am prepared to present my pre preliminary findings to the council. And Hippolyta says, thank you, General Philippus. By all means, Arto, proceed. So Arto says, based on current assessment, I assess that these men are warriors. All were armed, all wore uniform of armor, and all displayed identical insignia. The red, white, and blue emblem amongst all of them, and the other here worn by five of the six. I wish to draw the council's attention to the, to the latter in particular. Note the anchor, and which is undoubtedly an eagle clutching Poseidon's trident. And we see the part of the seal team, and that's the seal signia. And Hippolyta asks, what does it hold in its other talon? And we see it's holding a gun in the other talon. Um... And Arthur says, I believe it is an intricacent to this, my queen. And she has a gun, a pistol, and she fires it, and she shoots a vase, and it shatters. There's a huge bam. And they're all shocked, and Hippolytus says, patrons, watch and preserve us. Um, so then she unclocks the gun and she says an artist says all were armed with a similar weapons all do the same thing some launch multiple projectiles in rapid succession 
The range far surpasses that of our best archers. They came for war, my queen. Armored and armed, they came to do battle. And can't remember this one's name, but she's the seer woman. And she says, they did no such thing. For these men to have met our shores means the patrons permitted it. They were brought to us. They came in dire need. And Arthur says, Poseidon has near counted himself an ally. Castella, our patrons have enemies. This could be the first off. And Hippolyta is whispering and she's looking at the seal log and she says, this eagle, its head is bowed. The bearing of one who will meet battle but does not seek it. The gods are speaking to us, Philippus. That much is plain. What they are saying and how we should answer. That is the question, my love. Oh, Polita has a love. Didn't catch that the first time. And so then we cross to um, Diana watching Steve. Steve is in uh, an infirmary and he's resting after his surgeries and Diana is looking at him. She's sitting against the wall or the window rather. And so then Steve stirs and then he gets up in a shock. And so then Diana jumps off the balcony and she says, Epinon, he stirs. And Steve is disorientated and says, Nick, where's Nick? Where am I? Where? And he's looking around and he's holding his head. So Diana comes up to him and she says, it's all right. You're going to be fine. But she's talking in Greek, so he doesn't understand what she's saying. And he says, I don't, I don't understand. I don't speak. Where am I? And so Diana smiles at him and she holds her hand up to herself and she says, I will keep you safe. You have my word. My name is Diana. Diana. And so he gets that and he says, Diana. And he, rep- uh, he reciprocates and he says, Steve. He says, I remember the plane going down. My friends, my Nick and, and Danky and Bo, the pilots, the others. Where are the others? And so then he dips his head and he whispers and he says, they're dead, aren't they? And so Diana looks at him and she doesn't need to, you know, there may be a language barrier, but she can understand from his body reactions what he's trying to say. She says, you are asking about the other men. There was nothing we could do for them. And she puts her hand on his shoulder and he's crying and oh this is so pretty and beautiful and so then she takes him and she hugs him and she holds him and she says I'm so sorry and Steve is just crying and it's so beautiful and you know even with a language barrier they can still understand each other's pain which is just beautiful uh so then oh I got a bit choked up there um and then the council meeting is carrying on. Um, I think this is Philippus. Um, 
think this is Philip the Thunk. What? Uh, and I was just wondering who's which character here because I got confused. Okay, so Philip says he's crying. Oh yes, I got I got teary eyed. I was like, I had to take a moment and stop there because I was like, I got choked up at that. Uh, yeah, you want to comment on Steve crying? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. I thought, you know, here's a man's man, and he cries because he's lost his, you know, his brothers in arms. Yeah, and isn't it isn't it just beautiful that even though there's a language barrier, they can still understand each other's pain? Right. And 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 Diana is that tender and nurturing and caring that she can, she just holds him and says, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. You right. know, and, and I mean, they're really in tune to one another. Yeah, and she just comforts him. I mean, and yeah, I got choked up a little bit there at that scene. Um, uh, yeah, and so then we continue to the to the um council, and Philippus says, "These weapons that strike from afar, that is what the world of men has made—the means to slay another without even seeing her eyes." And Cassila says, you could not say the same of an arrow well shot. Your concern is commendable, Philippus. Not one of your sisters doubts your ferocity in our defense. And if Temascara is under, ta- under attack, then I could not ask for a greater defender. But that is not what this is. And bitter as it may be to hear it, I believe you, you all know I am correct. Philippus says, I do not presume to know the will of the patrons. I leave such things to you, Castalia. If if I knew anything, Arto, it is how to listen. But if you do not hear or do not wish to hear, then look to the facts. Fact, Themyscira exists at our patron's grace. Fact, Themyscira Themyscira cannot be attained but by their their divine will. Fact, the gods are in motion, sisters. And Philippus says, the gods, yes, and there are many. Can you be so certain this is the will of our patrons? And Castalia says, the princess's recent illness Philippus, the viper's bite. It was earned at the gate. And everybody looks at Hippolyta, and Hippolyta has her eyes closed, and she's looking down. And Philippus says, you did not say she had been touched. And Hippolyta says, I did not want it to be so. If Ares walked free in the world of men, then we have failed our duty. If he does not, then this is another threat, but one no less dire. Castalia is right. The gods are speaking, and we must answer. A champion must be chosen, armed with the perfect and sent to and sent to return the man to his home. This man, the survivor, he is the key. And Castalia says the patron spared him for a reason. Hippolyta continues, she says, it is the the savior who will reveal the enemy of both his people and ours, I am certain. And 
Philippus says, the champion, my queen, you would you would damn one of our sisters to eternal exile? Any who leave Themyscira can never return. The immortality is four feet is four feet. She would be a woman in a world of men. A woman in a world of men. And Castellus is not the only one, the only Amazon. Uh, the men of the world best beware, I should think. <laughs> um, so Philippus continues, she says, and the council meeting is adjourned and they continue, she says, Archer believes the, survi- the survivor's vessel can be made whole and taught to return to its home. All that remains is a choice of a champion. And Hippolyta says, I suppose asking for a volunteer is out of the question. Philippa says, not one would refuse, myself included. And Hippolyta says, the games then, it is the only fair way to decide. Philippa says, they're not for another moon. And Hippolyta says, yes, well, now they're going to be tomorrow. Spread the word and have our sisters make ready. The games begin at dawn and will end with a champion being named. And Philippus puts her forehead against Hippolyta's and she's looking into her eyes and she says, she may not win, Lita. And, she's, and Hippolyta says, I pray you're right, Philippus. I, I love this. I, I love that Hippolyta has, a, has a, a, someone on the, you know, who loves her and who cares about her and is her companion. And I'm, I love how Greg Drucker just dismisses all of, you know, he just puts it in there and he's just like, yeah, so what if two women love each other? Yeah, I mean, um, they only have women on the island. Hello. Yeah, and, you know, I find it so strange when some people say uh, that the Amazons wouldn't have delved into lesbian affairs because, oh, they think it's wrong or something. I think it's it's perfectly natural that you would love someone that you've been spending a thousand years with and that you would seek love and that you would find love and that two women can be very caring and nurturing to each other. I I just and I love her nickname for Hippolyta. <laughs> Lita. <laughs> like, oh Hippolyta has a has a has a little short name and they have like little names for each other. So cute. Um and Hippolyta continues and she says, But we both know you're wrong. And so then she's in Diana's room and she says, Princess and Diana says, Queen, and she says, the survivor, you went to see him, yes? And Diana says, he is called Steve, I think. I could not understand him, but she got his name. Yeah. Um, and Diana says, Eponin has healed him, his body at least. He knew, Mother, he knew the others had died. He wept for them as we would one of our own. I think he loved them. They were, I can't remember the word, like sisters, but of men. And Hippolyta sits down next to Diana, she says, brothers. We seldom have cause to use it, the word. And Diana says, yes, 
his brothers. That is not so unlike us, is it? And Hippolyta puts her arm around uh, Diana. She says, I do not suppose that is that it is. And so she comforts her daughter and they're sitting just silently, just in each other's embrace. Then she says, and then Hippolyta says, we are moving up the games. They will begin tomorrow. The winner will be named champion of Temescara. She will escort the survivor back to his home and help bring an end to whatever threat delivered him to our shores. She will be the, our ambassador to the world, to their world. She will be an Amazon without a home. She will never be able to return to Temescara. And so Diana's taken aback and she looks at her mother and they're just like silent. And then she looks away and Hippolyta says, you are still recovering from your illness, Diana. No one would think less of you if you stood down. And Diana tells her mother, I would think less of me. I could not proudly call myself your daughter if I did not try, mother. And so Hippolyta looks proudly at her daughter and she cups her face in her hands and she kisses her cheek and she says uh, she kisses her forehead sorry and she says you always make me proud daughter oh this book is so full of feels i know it's very good it's so good yeah um so we have a voice over as all the amazons are preparing for the games and politize saying, Amazons heed your queen. If you trust me, if you love me, mark now my words. Themyscira stands, we stand, before the patrons, before the goddesses and gods who have blessed us. And they have not forsaken us, and we shall not forsake them. We in fact not, we face, not a dire omen, but a message. Not a cause for fear, but hope. We are called, my people, we are called, and with faith we answer. Oh, this is so powerful. Today our games take new imports. Today our games decide not solely the best of us, but she who will be our gift to the world of men. She will be our ambassador. She will speak with our voice, not just as a defender of the Amazons, but as a protector of all who dwell beyond the shores. She will leave us, her home, her friends, all she has ever known. She will leave her immortality. She will never return. This will be her sacrifice and ours too. Themyscira's gift to the world, our champion, let the games begin. Oh, so powerful. So good. Um, and I, I love this, this pictures over. Um, as they're preparing for the games, somebody is designing an outfit for the champion that represents and that is um, designed on the seal emblem that was found on their logo. So they make an eagle. They make the... They look at the... the American flag and they look at and they're making the red boots and the the stars on on the outfit and they're fixing the plane and they're putting scales on it I think 
They're um, making it invisible, actually. Yeah, they're making it invisible, and they, they're using, like, the scale technology. Yeah. Uh, Cassalia takes the lasso of truth from their uh, sculpture of Athena. Uh, Steve is walking around like, where am I? What is this? What's happening? Uh, and then he's on the stage with Hippolyta and Castalia and Philippus, and he's like, what is happening? Yeah. What is going on? What is this? Because he cannot understand a word that is going on. And so then we have this huge splash page that's beautiful art by um, Nicola Scott. And, yeah, and it's just the game. So you see uh, uh, Diana competing. She's on a horse. She's got her arrows, and, you know, she's she's using that. And then you see Artemis, and she's throwing a spear. And it's just, it's just you know, the games, the Amazonian games. And they're like... They're not killing each other, they're just, like, hurting each other. Um, and it's fierce, and it's fast, and it's brutal. And so then, uh, Hippolyta says, hold, lower your weapons. And she says, the three of you are all that remain. Only one of you can be our champion. There is one last test. And she takes the hand pistol from Philippus, and, you know, she's getting it ready. She clocks in the bullets and stuff and Steve is like, uh, hey, listen, that that's not a toy. Uh and so Hippolyta holds up the pistol. She says, Sophia, I hold the weapon of their world. To be our champion you must defend against it. It is like unto an arrow, but very, very small, very fast, it'll be loud. And so Sophia says, I understand my queen. And Hippolyta says, parry my shots. Eponin, stand ready. And Steve is like, wait, wait, wait. You don't know what you're doing. And um, Sophia gets ready and she says, yes, my queen. (laughs) And so everybody's holding Steve back as he's saying, don't, don't. You're going to kill her. And uh, Hippolyta points the pistol at Sophia. And Sophia has her arms up in the cross motion and she fires and Hippolyta fires and Steve is like no she gets shot in the shoulder but she's okay and so Cassilia says find calm savior a survivor sorry um, and Steve is like damn you don't know what you're doing you've murdered her you killed her you huh and she gets up she's fine uh ep- Epinon is attending to her wound. And Hippolyta says, Your effort was valiant, Sophia. No shame rests upon you. To prepare... uh, Oh, she says, Io? I'm thinking that's how you pronounce her name. Io. Io? Io? It's Io. Io, Io. She says, Prepare to defend yourself. And she looks at Diana, and Diana looks at her, and they're like, and she's like, as you command, my queen. She says, parry my shot. And so she blocks the bullet, but it ricochets into her abdomen. So she didn't win. And Eponon is, is 
attending to her wounds, and she, and she, Io says it burns hot and cold. She says, "Be still, we know what to do." And then Hippolyta says, "This moment, this moment forward, gave me chills." Um, Hippolyta says, "Diana, prepare to defend yourself." And she says, "Yes, my queen." And she holds up her arm, and well, she's standing across from her mother, and her mother says, "Parry my shot." And the next moment is, I mean, just one woman. It's so iconic. She has her arms up, crossed, and her eyes are focused. And we move to the next page. And Paulette, uh, Steve is like, I'm just going to talk to myself. You guys don't mind. Seeing as nobody understands me. And I don't understand anything that's going on here, clearly. Or even how you fix the plane and made it invisible. Poor Steve. There's also these clothes are way too large for me. I mean, I'm considered a big guy from where I come, but you ladies are just um hey, um I mean poor poor Steve. Um so then they're getting ready for him to leave and they're loading uh, all the prepared dead bodies for him to take. And he says, you're sending us home, all of us. Thank you. And and uh, Philippa says, still your tongue, survivor. And Hippolyta says, Amazons, behold. And there is this gorgeous splash page of Diana coming down in her Wonder Woman outfit. She says, our gift to the world, our champion. And everybody's throwing flowers and congratulating her as she's walking down the stairs and coming towards them. And Cassilia gives her the uh, laugh of truth and she says, my queen, she says, this is perfect. This is the perfect. Forged by the patrons given to the Amazons, a symbol of their trust in us and our sacred duty to them. It is, the, it is the treasure of Themyscira. Its strength is as true as the heart that wields it. And now your people entrust it to you. And she gives it to Diana. And Diana says, For my people, I shall use it with wisdom and love. And she says, Queen. And Hippolyta says, Princess. And then Diana says, Mother. And then Hippolyta jumps down from the podium and she says, my daughter, and she takes her in an embrace, and she's just crying, and <laughs> so good. And Diana says, I will return. And Hippolyta says, do not make such promises. And Diana says, I will. I love you, mother. I will make us proud. Steve, and she lets him go into, she, she opens the door for him. <laughs> How's that for a swap around? Yeah. And so he goes he goes into the plane and she says, It is time and they take off in the invisible jets and Hippolyta is crying as her daughter leaves. And it's so good. And that's the end of the book and I'm like this is Wonder Woman. You know, this is the Wonder Woman I've been waiting for. Oh yeah. Read in con- and yeah, I'm just I'm so glad I'm buying this book. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Please go and buy this book, people. Please make it a success. Yes. 
And it is, in, like, in the top five on the digital, so. Ah, I was very disappointed. I was like, what the hell, people? You know, go buy this. Well, it's the thing is, is that all, I mean, it was ahead of Injustice the last time I saw it. So, uh-huh. um really well. Yeah, if you're ahead of Injustice, you're good. You're doing well, because Injustice, for some odd reason, sells incredibly well. Right. So, um, on September 14th, we get Man's World, which is part of this year one story. And Mm -hmm. in two weeks, we get more of the lies, Evil in the Jungle. Evil in the Jungle. You know what? They're so good stories. I'm looking forward to both. Oh, Yeah. 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 I mean, Liam Sharp's Trevor, even at Christmas. <laughs> even the Steve Trevor. I mean, Nicola Scott's Steve Trevor is hot. He's damn fine. And I told her that. I said, how, how, do, I told, I treated Liam Sharp and Nicola Scott. And I said, did y'all have like a secret meeting where y'all said, we have to make everybody want Steve Trevor. Yeah. And they both, they both burst out laughing on like, they were like, you know, you're funny. And I'm like, that's what you listen, Nicola. You drew that, that that Nightwing poster that's infamous. So we know what you have up your sleeve. Uh, but, yeah, it's a phenomenal book. It's, I mean, I got choked up here reading this book twice, right? And, and I've read it a couple of times, so you think I'd be used to it. But reading it out loud, I was like, okay, control yourself. Don't cry. Don't cry. So, And a book that does that is, in my books, worth your money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rucka writes so well, and you just are immersed in this world and the feelings and everything. And then Nicola, she just, her art is fabulous. And, you know, and then when you read Liam's, you know, art, you see his art, it's like you could just crawl into that world, too. So Yeah, you want to crawl into that world. You're like, uh, please, please. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it, it's so good. It's so, I mean, it's it's a story of sisterhood, brotherhood, um, men and women just accepting each other. I mean, Steve Trevor's surrounded by these Amazons, and he's not... You know, questioning his manhood. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm considered a big bloke from where I come. You know, you know, but you girls are quite large. You know, and but the thing is, he's just Steve, and he's this is why he's a hero. This is why um, Diana falls for him. You know, and right. I mean, we we can see why Steve falls for Diana, and she's. Just so, you know what I love about this is she's so sweet in this, and then you get the sort of hardened Wonder Woman in Liam Sharp's art and in, in Lies. And I'm just impressed by Greg Rucker that he's writing these two stories so cohesively next to each other, and right, it it, it it's just yeah, yeah, it brings That's out the elements of her Wonder Woman naive in year one. And then the more experienced Wonder Woman in the lies, because she's actually on a search for the truth, and 
Mm-hmm. What has my life been? Yeah. So, yeah. And when did I lose my innocence? When did my life become a lie? And I don't think it was during year one, obviously. Hell no. Year one is so... If, yeah. So it's so good. And and I... a job of, of dissecting Diana, putting her back together again, and she's all the better for it. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for saving Wonder Woman. Yeah, really. Mhm. And to the and then we go to the man who's saving Superman, Dan Jurgens. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the you know, these are my two favorite books from Rebirth. Right. Um my top 3 would be uh Action Comics Wonder Woman and Justice League because um, I really like the whole teamhood that they're bringing into Justice League. You know how we always complained about the Justice League in New 52 was never a team? Right. They were just sort of separate people, entities that were slapped together in this book for some odd reason. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's like tied with Nightwing and, and Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so action. What number are we on? Six, nine, nine one. Mm-hmm. Um, starts out with Lex. I don't know what it is about X redheads or redheads, but it's always me, me, me. Um, so <laughs> in Metropolis, Lex is thinking Metropolis. My city, wounded, hurt, bleeding because of doomsday. So he goes, look, it's Lex Luthor. And he goes, listen to me. Okay. <laughs> it isn't safe. This building is going to collapse. Get back. Clear out while you still can. Okay. This is written by Dan Jurgens, and the inker was Art Sieber. Arthur Bear or Siebert, whichever. It's uh, Stefan Segovia, isn't it? Yeah, he's the penciler. I just said the yeah, ink. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I don't know why you said the ink. <laughs> so okay. Lex is pu- going to push against the wall, and he says, he's thinking, Superman and Wonder Woman abandoned this town. They followed Doomsday outside of the troubles and left me to clean up the mess. Thanks, Lex. Um, didn't, didn't he want this all along? Well, I didn't thought he so, but be... apparently not. He doesn't want to do the grunt work. So he goes, time is of the essence. And then he's thinking, no matter. Then he says, one chance requiring heat, focused and applied with precision. And then all of a sudden Clark Kent with the broken arm comes running out and says, you think that'll hold? And Lex says, (laughs) Kent, if the broken arm isn't sufficient proof, you don't have powers. The fact that you aren't helping certainly is. Okay. First of all, he has a broken arm. And Lex, you have the big super suit, and you're the one wedging the the wall with a piece of steel or whatever. Yeah, well, what's he supposed to do? At least he's so what asking. The hell you think that will hold? Him? Yeah, at least he's asking. You think that will hold? You yeah. Know? <laughs> so Lex says, because there is no way a real Superman would stand by and not involve himself, as he uses some kind of heat thing to heat up the steel beam. From mm, like a laser. Yeah. 
Clark says, I've already told you I'm not. He says, I heard you the first hundred times, Kent. Now stand back. <laughs> and so then he applies the laser to the steel again. He goes, there. That should support the building by us a few hours. And Clark goes, oh, no. Of course, debris falling from the sky. Luther, do something. And Lex goes, what? And then, of course, mm-hmm. the debris is falling towards a woman or a child. And she goes, oh, my God. And then there's this giant shoosh from the red, blue, and purple stream. And another swoosh. And, and the woman goes, how? And someone says, you'll be safe here. And she goes, who? And the girl says, a woman, Mama, a superwoman. Okay, this is before superwoman number one. Mm. This is a way better entrance for Lois Lane than, than yeah. Superwoman so Dan number one. So Dan Durgan got to introduce Lois Lane back into Action Comics where she belongs. Mm-hmm. He's got two Lois Lanes in his Action Comics. Right. Bam. Right. That's how but Dan Superwoman Lois was. Lane was introduced in Action Comics. Go figure. Before it was tore away from her and Superwoman. So there you go. And so Clark, with the beautiful biceps, by the way, mm. how did you, and Lexus, much as I love to admit it, whatever, whoever saved those people, it wasn't me. And Clark goes, wait, over here, you need to t- see this. Okay, and then we have Mr. Oz, and he's watching the panels again. He gets curious. A Luther, Lex Luthor Superman, a human Clark Kent, and now the emergence of a super-powered Lois Lane. More players to the game. Okay, well, Lois is out of the game because they killed her. Uh-huh. His stuff changed, changed again. Now it's like a wishbone. Yeah. So, apparently Phil Jimenez has been talking to Dan Jurgen, so I don't know what the deal is. Um, this is what Phil Jimenez said. He said, oh, yeah, we're a very um, cohesive team, but obviously I'm going to do my own thing in Superwoman. But if anything happens in Metropolis, like, obviously I'll tell Dan. Well, isn't that just cozy? Uh, isn't uh, Dan probably read Superwoman and he's like, what the? What? Uh, is this like when Tomasi added a cat to so he could kill it? And Dan didn't know about it? Yeah, and I asked Dan Juggins, what's the cat's name? He said, what cat? And I'm like, the, the cat the, in the super family. He says, there's no cat. There's a dog, Dad. What's wrong with you? You know? We know about the dog, but now there's a cat that popped out of nowhere. Yeah, and then I posted the picture and I showed him, Dan, there's a cat. I'm not crazy. And he's like, I don't know where the cat came from. <laughs> he tells me. He tells me, I don't know where the cat came from. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. That's okay. That's the fun. cat died in the next issue, so don't worry about it. And then, <laughs> then Crypto got killed. Uh, poor Crypto, but not Wolf Crypto. Not Wolf Crypto. 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 Oh, the little yeah. buggy Crypto. Yeah. I don't know. Tomasi's got a thing against Pat. So anyway... Lex says, some kind of flying craft? Where did it come from? And Kent says, a witness said it was carrying doomsday. Clark is on the ball. He is interviewing Clark is, and yeah. getting information. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Lex is like, where did this thing come from? What is it? And Carl's like, yeah, and Squawkin's like, don't worry, I've done my journal job. I mean, did they swap out his personality for Lois Lane or what? I think so. And then Clark says, it mm-hmm. cracked after he jumped from it. And then Lex has the Lana Lang line. This truck is foreign to me. <laughs> so all the redheads, whether they're bald now or not, apparently, you know, it's not in their realm. This truck is foreign to me. So, the scientists. Lex goes on to explain that I've worked with nearly every alloy known to man, and I've never seen anything like this before. Well, then it Ugh. must not exist, huh, Lex? Because Doomsday <laughs> may have fled Metropolis, but I suspect whoever orchestrated these events is far from finished. Clark says, at least we're safe for now, but who knows what <laughs> it means for anyone who happens to be in Doomsday's way. And this is where it takes us up state, and Wonder Woman is fighting Doomsday. She says, I faith be stronger than you, monster. Okay, buddy. And then, and when the day is over, I'll face stronger still. My sword. <laughs> and she swords him a good one. And he goes, cool. Yep. And she gets thrown off. And then Clark is thinking, doomsday. Oh, when I say Clark, I mean Superman. Pre-Flashpoint pre- Superman. The monster that <laughs> so I... confusing. Which... Still has that green background on the S. Yep, still has a green background. Yeah. Yep. The monster that killed me when I gave... So maybe it's a Mr. Oz Superman. I don't know. I don't know. The monster that killed me when I gave all my... Gave my all to protect Metropolis. Now I'm fighting for something even more precious. And Lois screams, Diana! And she says, I'm fine, Lois. And... John says, Mom, Mom, did, didn't Dad want us to get away from here? <laughs> and <laughs> the thing that's most precious to Clark is my family. And so he punches at Doomsday and says, back off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nice ass shot of Clark here. Yeah, and he's taking one Ooh. of those bony protrusions and ripping it off of him. He says, I won't let you hurt them. won't let you hurt anyone. He throws them across the forest. We're upstate, the middle of nowhere. No city for you to tear up. No buildings full of civilians for you to topple. No distractions. He's got him in a headlock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, huh? Yeah, I was thinking, just man of steel him. Just snap the neck. <laughs> yeah, just man of steel him. He says, go down, damn you. Go, duh. And so then, Deucey grabs his face and... Throws him mm-hmm. down into the ground. Oh, that's not good. And he's got Diana's sword in his hand. And Mr. Oz is watching, like, Lex and the people on Metropolis and Diana. And he says, the creature will be isolated. Now is the time. Okay. Prepare the gate. And Doomsday goes, uh? And then there's a raw. And uh, sword, uh, Diana's sword throws the sword, yeah. Yeah, Diana's sword is coming for John. And he goes, hurry! And Diana jumps in front of him and says, don't worry, John. And she deflects it. I have this. And Lois and John are like, ah! She says, I give, I'll give you this 
beast. You're a formidable. As am I. She goes after him again and loops him up with the lasso. And she goes, what? And he punches her with his foot. Mm-hmm. He's a dirty fighter. And then He's a dirty fighter, yeah. Superman comes in and says, catch your breath, Diana. And she's like, I only need a moment. <laughs> and then Clark goes, I and so Doomsday's got him, a hold of him, and he's got the lasso of tooth and wrapping it around Superman's neck, and he goes, can't, can't. And he looks over at John and Lois and goes, run. And and John goes, Dad. And Lois goes, Clark. And then he gets out the heat vision and goes, no, you leave my dad. No, it's John. John gets out the heat yeah, vision. Yeah, John. Says, you mm-hmm. leave my dad alone. Oh, go, John. And then Clark is John? And uh, so then Doomsday gets angry, and Clark goes, don't you dare. And then John goes, uh-oh. <laughs> and so John, uh, so, uh, yeah, Clark punches Doomsday <laughs> into the sky, and he goes, boom, he goes, get away from my son. And he goes to Diana. He says, Diana, I need you. She says, more than just me. We need the whole league, Clark. He says, no time. The most immediate need is getting Lois and John to safety. Doomsday is a hunter. It, if something happens to me, well, there isn't a place on earth where John will be safe. I trust you to do this more than anyone I can think of. Please take care of my family. She says, and leave you alone to face Doomsday? And Lois says, Clark. You can't expect us to leave. There must be something we can do to help. And Clark says, Lois, you know what that monster is capable of. John, can't be anywhere near here. And Lois says, but when I think of what happened to you before, I can't leave you here, Clark. I can't. And so they're face to face, and he's got her her face in his hand, and he's got his forehead against hers, and he says, you have to, Lois. For John. And then they kiss. Oh, my God. So epic it's like, kiss. It's like Superman 75 <laughs> all over again. It's so and I was like, cool. I was like, yes, exactly that. As I'm reading it, I'm having flashbacks of when I read Superman 75. Yeah. And I'm like, don't you dare, Dan Jurgens. You can't do that to me twice. <laughs> so John grabs a hold of his dad's cape. This is dad. And so then John gets on it, or... Yeah. Clark gets on his knees and says, I won't lie, John. Beating Doomsday will be tough, but I'll be fine. He says, I, I, I don't want to go. I can help you. I can help you. Didn't you see? And Clark says, the best way you can help is by doing whatever Wonder Woman and your mom say, okay? And don't worry about me. I love you both. And he takes off into the sky, and I will be back. And there's and he's Clark crying. with Clark crying. Because <laughs> oh, he loves Lois so, emotional. so much. And he's got to leave him to make him safe. So. so Dinah says, come, we have to go. And Lois is like, go where? You heard Clark say there's no place on earth we can hide. And so some kind of shadow minion, I'm going to <laughs> shadow minion because... He looks like a shadow, don't he? Kind of? <laughs> he, got a, he looks like a robot shadow, yeah. Yeah, and he got a Thank red you. circle thing going on. Like, 
similar to what the Bazaarist was doing. But anyway. Yeah. The mm-hmm. gate is ready, awaiting your orders. And Mr. Doctor, oh yeah, Mr. Oz says begin. So Clark is saying his, his hood got bigger. His huh? hood got huge. His hood is huge now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Clark is thinking. I thought I was done with Doomsday. I should have known better. Okay, there's a giant crater, and we all know what that means. Oh no. So he says have to learn from what I experienced before. Lesson one. Get him away from people, which he's done. Lesson two, don't just go toe-to-toe with him. Have a plan. That's good thinking, Clark. Make him do what I want. Force him to make mistakes. Change the playing field. Neutralize any advantage he has. So we see the Justice League watchtower. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's its former self. <laughs> For some reason, it's returned to the original Justice League power, which is like the animated series one and the one that was in JLA by Grant Morrison and stuff. So, So judge me. Oh, wow, this is for real. This is the loveliest thing ever. We're in space, Bob. Space! (laughs) (laughs) And one woman goes... The Justice League Watchtower, you are safe here. And Lois goes, is there some way we can see what's happening with Clark? <laughs> and just like, are they, are they spaceships? Don't even think about it, Jonathan. Oh, man. <laughs> are you sure you want the boy to see? Don't talk about me like I'm not here. He's my dad. I deserve to know. And Ooh, says, That's the lowest right there. <laughs> yeah. He goes, as you wish, I will activate the monitor. So the battles, and, you know, Clark's getting the crap beat on me. He said, that blow took a lot out of me anymore, and I won't be able to head spinning. Can't even see straight. I need a second mm-hmm. or two yes. that I don't have for the first time. I wonder if history will repeat itself. Uh-oh. No. What the, that blast, the league? So there's this blast coming out of nowhere, and it's hitting Doomsday. And he goes, no, not mm-hmm. the league, something else, immobilizing him, locking him down, buying me time. Who? With capabilities I haven't seen before. Okay. People I haven't seen before. And these shadow dudes, okay, they're ovals on their outfit. Mm-hmm. And they're riding these little space scooter things. All but crafts. Yeah. Yeah. Because now pour it Like on. the green, yeah. What? Like the green, like the green goblin thing that you oh, guys. I don't know about that. So, okay. Now, Ford, I don't do Marvel. You know I don't do Marvel. I just saw it in the movie, okay? That's I don't watch I Marvel movies either. I watched what? <laughs> Thor and um, Iron Man and I, I, and Captain America. And that was about it. So now, Ford, uh, push him toward the gate. And Clark's thinking, whatever this is. There's something bigger at play. Oh, thank dun, God. Dun, dun. Some, somebody has a brain. Clark has hey, a brain. Kind Clark. Of. They let Clark have a brain in his own book. Thank you. Unlike that book that was supposed to be for Lois, you wasn't allowed to have a brain either. Next. Hey, yeah. One survivor. Whatever that means. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. So, apparently... Somebody 
is using Doomsday, and now they're taking him out of the game. Like, you know, Mr. Oz is the chess master, I guess. Same way with the other dude who doesn't look like Mr. Oz, but it's like, you know, it's a game to them. And mm-hmm. can we say for the record that Mr. Oz was looking at the screens and Lois Lane's Superwoman was on one of them? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we'll say that for the record. But now she's dead. Yeah. Poor Lois. Yeah. Poor she couldn't even be a hero. For her fans, too. Yeah, she couldn't even be a hero in her own book. That nope. was, It was. And, you know, people were like, tweeting me after the whole Bleeding Cool put our tweets up and stuff, and they were like, well, it wasn't marketed as Lois Lane book. And I'm like, proof, yeah, Lois Lane, Lois Lane, Lois Lane, Lois Lane. Said that nonsense. Hello? I don't know, some stupid person. I don't pay attention to these idiots. Uh, uh, you show them that uh, video with Jim Lee just jumping out of his chair and like saying, Lois Lane is in the Super Bowl box. Yes, I did. I that was the exact same thing I showed them. I was like, here and um, there's also a write up on the DC blog that says Lois Lane and now she has powers. Blah 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 blah. Uh, did you read that 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 write up on Screen Rant by that person that I sent to you, who is a DC publicist? Right. Where they said, oh, you know, Lana Lang is smarter than Lois Lane, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he said Lana was smarter than Lois. I'm like, you just don't get it, do you, dude? Mm-hmm. So we know we know there's, there's some Lana f- fans in the DC publication. Oh, yeah. It's, it's anyone but Lois. That's, that's, that's their mantra. Yeah, and they've done Wonder Woman now, so they can't do Wonder Woman. So we're I mean, you know, at this point in time, at this point in time, I'm waiting for Laurie Lamaris and Matt Grant and uh, you who know, else? Who else was in the '90s? Oh, it was like everyone. It was like a hit and a hit, in like the 1980s, 1990s. Um, Maxima. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everybody else except Lois Lane. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But action is really, really good now. And, um, yeah, it's it's heating up, you know. Um, it's like drawing towards now Doomsday's uh, sort of, what's the word I want to use? Immobilized, okay, that's what they used in, he's subdued, let's put it that way. Right, he's taken care of. So now that the battle plan is is out of the way, and we know how Dan Jurgens writes, once the battle gets out of the way, now the reveals start coming in. Right. So, yeah, now we're gonna see the story unfold. Now that he's gotten like all the people's attention with the sort of big thing with, you know, Superman fighting Doomsday all over again, and it's the 1990 Superman fighting the 1990 Doomsday, you know, written by the guy who invented the character sort of thing. Right. Now we've got that out of the way. We can delve into the mystery, and that's the part that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, me too. 
Um, what was I going to tell you? Oh, well, there were people who were saying, well, you had two Lois Lanes. That got confusing. I went, wait a minute. This what? Was, yeah, about why Lois died in Superwoman. Ugh. Uh, you know what I told you? Know I was thinking, oh, this is why Lois what? Lane had to have blonde hair in Smallville, because, you know, two brunettes, people might get them confused. <laughs> why? Oh, good one. Good one, good one. So, yeah, you know what? As much, you know, we didn't have Lois Lane for years in the books. You know, having two mm-hmm. Lois Lanes kind of made up for that. But no, we couldn't have that. Hell no. Oh, no, we've got one. And it's like DC saying, you know what? Shut up because she's married now to Superman. That's what you guys wanted so we can kill this one off. Well, here's the thing. They can't touch Jurgens. Oh, no, definitely not after uh, what I've seen with the movie side as well. Yeah. Um, because there's a special thanks to him in Batman v Superman. But also, uh, I think he's going back to um, help with Justice League. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. And, and the whole return of Superman. Yeah. That's his that's what he's going to do. Right. And uh, oh, of course the big news that this week, you know, we had from the movie side was Man of Steel is in active production and you know, it's it's uh WB's priority and that sort of thing. Right. Um we right. knew that now by 2018. Okay. Hello. Yeah, uh, I mean the rap comes out with this this article, right? And I'm like, dude, uh, we knew this already. Yeah, I mean, where have you been? Yeah, where have you been sleeping, you know? Um, because if you watch the Man of Steel uh, extra credit, not extra credits, the extra uh, special thingies, the features, that's what it's called, the special features and they give the interviews, Amy Adams hinted at a bizarro Superman way, way back in Man of Steel. Um, then when BVS came out, both Henry and Zack Snyder said, Man of Steel is a complete and utter possibility if the right script is, is there, right? right? Because Zack and Henry both said that they're not going to just do a movie for the sake of doing a movie. They're going to do, uh, this character honor, you know, and they said it has to be, it's Superman. It has to be. A good story. Right. So, we saw, after we saw, you know, Jeff was helping Ben with Batman, we saw that Jeff and Zach had a secret project. Yes. And, I mean, I would, I definitely, I would not, uh, because Jeff Johns knows Superman. You know, the, the, the best New 52 run on Superman was Jeff Johns' short-lived thing, you know. It was the most authentic Superman we got. Well, Where he actually Perez's. had food. Perez. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and Dan Juggins. That's okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and Grant Morrison. I enjoyed actually. Well, he did the action. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, what I mean is when we had that real slump, right, we had Scott Labdell working and we had Greg right. Pack and we had, like, Everybody except you know we had we had no Superman, 
you know, Jeff Johns came in and he gave us an authentic Superman. Right. Um, and what I love Clark, is, too. Yeah, and what I love about Jeff Johns is that he knows Lois Lane's importance. Right. And if you listen to Zack Snyder and Deborah Snyder, they're huge Lois Lane fans. Right. So, yeah, that collaboration, uh, wow, I would be first. Can I buy my ticket now? Yeah, I know. Well, originally when the the list of movies after Man of Steel, uh, Man of Steel 2018 was on there, and then they took it off. And then they did all these other ones. And then, then they had these two mysterious ones. One's in 2018, one's in 2019. Well, guess who 80th anniversary is 2018? Superman. Guess whose 80th anniversary is 2019? Batman. Hello. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's you know, completely correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I knew it was always on the cards, but Man of Steel 2, I don't know if you know this, it was trending worldwide. Um for five hours so they said that's like yeah that's like a hard thing to do okay it's it's and and especially with the olympics coming on and it was during michael phelps's like gold run right and and all that sort of thing so there was a whole lot of other stuff but man of steel pushed it all out and was trending worldwide yep so uh first informed me that the Super Sons is not coming out to 2018 or 17. Oh, I was just going to say 2018. Oh my God, what? Well, the reason is yeah. they want to develop John because you know Damien's established, but they want to develop mm-hmm. John so he's you know can go toe to toe with Damien. Mm-hmm. So they're going to do. Well, it. listen, they're going to publish it to 2017 instead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, listen, I mean, I know Damian Wayne is, uh, for some odd reason that I don't know, an immensely popular character. Um, I don't know why. Uh, but, yeah, I can see why they want to develop John. Yeah. Um, and I think they just mean develop as in building his PR credit sort of thing because... You know what? I honestly like that idea because they're giving John his own time. Right, and to he become needs a his powers. I mean, right now it's helter skelter. You know, he's been like yeah, it's he all over the place. Off. He can use his heat vision, but you know, and he's pretty focused. But you know, he needs to develop that. So right, and he scrapes his knees and he hurts his head and that sort of thing. And right, so he can't go into like a super sun battle sort of thing with Damian Wayne. Right. Right. You know, who was who was an assassin at age five, so God. whatever. John gonna look at him oh and go, What is your malfunction, man? And John's gonna look at him and say, Have you had an ice cream? Can you just chill? Yeah, really. Like Dude and get some pie with milk, but, man. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he's like, Have you never had a cookie and milk? You know? <laughs> and I want I want John to meet Dick Grayson because Dick Grayson will be like, where have you been all my life? You're the brother I need. <laughs> um, and 
but yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I actually don't have a problem with that because I want Super Sons to do well because I believe in John so much and I believe that they could take over that spot of uh, Superman, Batman. Right. Right. They can, they can use the Super Sons as that. So if they want, if that's their plan, that means they actually have a plan for John. And right. I think it's coming from Dan Jurgens because he's created this character. So he obviously, and he, I mean, he has a real fondness for John. Yeah. So if if it's coming from him, maybe he says, you know what, let's give him his own adventures. Let's send them to Dinosaur Island. Let's, you know, do the stuff. Let's let's make him a character because he's he's just growing with popularity. Yeah. When I look at um, when I was looking at uh, what was it? Uh, the top like the top um cosplays from San Diego Comic Con. There were about three Johns there. So and they were like and they were like little boys. So Yeah. Well like teenagers, right? right? And so if if that's what's happening, if they can see there's this wave of John right. and they just want to give him his own sort of time to grow as a character, I'm all for that. Right. Um what else was it going on? Um, yeah, I think the deal is that it's hands off Jurgens, hands off Rucka. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let them yeah. do what they do best. Um, but then you know they they do uh, end run with you know we'll get Phil Jimenez to make a Lana book. You know. I hope that book fails. I'm so sorry. Well, I mean, I'm so sorry about the foment. I mean, it's not like we can't see what they're doing. Come on. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, Phil, you're a great writer and a great artist, but, dude, you got the wrong character, man. Listen, I know what they're going to do, right? And they're going to send Lois Lane on this, like, one page at or one panel journey right. in the nether realm of death. Right, she's probably gonna find out where New Fifty Two Clock went, right. or New Fifty Two Superman, right? And she's she's somehow gonna bring them back, right? We can't. We've we've been we're veterans of comics, right? We've we've been there, we've done that, right? To surprise us, to surprise us with something new, especially in Superman, when we've read a lot. I mean, I've read a lot of Superman comics. You've read more than me. Um. You know, to surprise us with something new. I mean, we could see where the fomance was going when. Right. You know, we called it, right? Right. Um, and so the before is, the we first book, we're like, no, this isn't going to work, and here's why. And, and it exactly. worked, we and did, that was we why. Did, like, <laughs> and, and if you go through our checklist of why it's not going to work, that's why it didn't work. The but you only know what? reason, and I... Superwoman, you know what? If they do have Lois going to the netherworld and everything, I could see bits and pieces of that in the Lana book, and I'm calling it a Lana book because it is. Mm-hmm. But you know who's going to develop that if they bring back Lois and Superman? It's going to be Jurgens. Dan Jurgens? Yeah. Yeah, Dan Jurgens. Pass that back over to Jurgens. And then we'll see how um, the Lana book does then. Yeah, and you know what? 
um, what, what was I going to say? The only reason the Foreman's book lasted so long, right, was because it was involved with Doomed. It was involved with um, every event that happened, right? Yeah. Uh, when Clark when Clark disappeared and that whole PSI Brainiac War, right, that happened after Doom. Yeah. Then then it went into that whole Clark Kent uh, is super flaring, doesn't know who he is, right. real beard for some odd reason. DCYOU. Right. DCYOU, Truth, Justice, Bullshit, and the Savage Dawn. Yeah. Right? Um, that's how I, that's how I remember it's truth, justice, and bullshit. Um, <laughs> lies. All of it is lies. Lies. Uh, um, yeah, that's the only reason it lasted 30 books is because it was involved with one after another event. And people right. had to buy that book to know what was going on, even though they didn't, because it, that book was a total retcon book. Right? Forget what happened in this book. We're doing our own thing. Lotus is green. Um, and I can't see that happening with Superwoman because you don't have crossover events. They've done away with that. Right? It's it's just you're in your own book. Some things will leak back to here, there, and this book to show that the world is connected. But we're leaving the writers to develop their own stories within each book. And so, how is Lana Lang going to survive all by herself? But Superwoman is dying. Even in the solicit of number two and solicit number three, Superwoman is dying from her powers. Right, well, one is dead, right? So the other one is obviously dying. Right. right? And... Oh, she has such I mean, I don't, fear of death. Right, she's being sucked into those skulls and stuff, right? Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I don't trust the listeners anymore. It's, it's Lana in the suit doing the Man of Steel skull scene. I don't yes. like that. And I hated that. I hated that. Yeah. Yeah. Be- yeah, because they took a Man of Steel moment and now they're giving it to Lana Lang. I'm like, no. Well, then, here's the kicker. Phil put up the cover of number three. There's a superwoman there who has, Mm -hmm. it looks like black hair like Lois. Mm Mm-hmm. It's still Lana. I mean, it could be anybody. They're not going to resurrect Lois two books later. And if you look at that cover, right, it could be Lois. Right, because it's in, like I said, that nether realm sort of thing. Right, right? like she's going on this, on this life journey. Like, yeah, right. Like, like Lois hasn't been through enough in the New Fifty Two. Right. You know, she has to go through this now. Yeah, and we've seen this in the death of Superman. Right, Superman went through this where Park Kent took him on that journey in, in the sort of uh, what what do they call it? Um, purgatory. It's the it's the it's the place between life and death, right? Where right. you, where soul where soul decides where they go. In limbo, right? In limbo. That's perfect, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we've seen this. Oh, we've seen this. It ain't it ain't smart. It ain't good. 
You, you're and just playing with us little flame fans. We're really upset about New 52 Lois, but they killed Clark Kent before they killed Superman, and they killed Clark Kent in Batman Superman Annual. And we didn't think yes. anything about it because it's an annual. And we're like, well, where is this on the timeline then? Right, because that was just a separate story. Yeah. All on its own. He was in the swamp. And they really didn't have lines back then. It was like, you know, throw a turd against the wall, see where it slides. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So we got the previews for Superman 5, uh, which comes out on the 17th. Um, mm-hmm. Lois and John are on the moon. Yep. Um, also, 17th, we'll see Justice League 3 and Night yes. 3. Mm-hmm. I got all the books for you, so you didn't have to go onto the DC website. <laughs> oh, well, I did anyway. Oh, you because you love going on that site. I just want to see if I can actually find something. It's always an adventure. Mm-hmm. And so, I thought this was interesting for you. Uh, Dr. Fate is coming back. Oh, he's already got his own book. He's on number 15. Yeah, but that's like, I didn't, that book, it it stopped, restarted, stopped, restarted, now it's coming back again. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's got an issue coming out next week, number 15. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a stop start, but he was on 14, I think, in, in... June. Uh, June was issue 14. So one of those Jim Lee things or what? Maybe they delayed something because it was in there. I don't know. We don't know. know. They don't know. I swear. So, and, uh, yeah. Uh, are you going to read Are you gonna read Supergirl? I don't know. It's coming out next week. Supergirl Rebirth is coming out next week. Mm. I don't know. I'm not a big I, I don't know. fan. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, you know, you know what's put a sour taste in my mouth is that they're trying to copy the TV show. Oh, are they? And, mm. and I don't like the TV show. The TV show's bleh to me. So yeah, I mean, I watch the bad mouth and Lois, so I don't watch. When they start, yeah, I mean, I watch right, and then I'll watch. Yeah, I watched the first season because, like, they brought in Laura Vanderfoort, who, who you know, was Supergirl previously and stuff like that. Right. I watched I watched the first season because they kept baiting me, right? They've got Martian Manhunter, who I love. They've got, I mean, I could care less for Jimmy Olsen, who is, listen to this, Jimmy Olsen in the TV series is going to be taller and more well-built and bigger than Clark Kent. Yeah, I saw that on the cast. Why is Superman smaller than Jimmy Olsen? Did you see the the picture of him next to Supergirl? He's standing on something like a step or like a box or something, so they can get him in shot because he's shorter than her. What is he? Is he the Alan Ladd? He has to have an apple crate. I don't know, but it's so weird. I was standing in a ditch. I don't know. And I was looking, um, one second. Why'd they choose him anyway? 
Because he was on the payroll? Uh, I don't know. He is. I know he's doing Teen Wolf, or he was in Teen Wolf. Is that a Warner Brothers and thing? No, it's it's on MTV. No, if I'm not mistaken. Who produces it? Uh, not Warner Brothers. Not not Warner Brothers. I'm pretty sure. You sure? Uh, let me check quickly. Let me, let me check. I think he maybe he is a. T- you know why? Because Dylan Sprouse is is on Teen Wolf. So who is? Um, the guy who played Teenage Clock Kent in Man of Steel, Dylan. Oh yeah. Well, he's Warner Brothers. He's on the payroll. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, more about Teen Wolf. Okay. All right. That's just a giant club. If they got somebody on the payroll, are they? Oh, what about this guy? (laughs) I mean, because originally, if they couldn't find their Clark Kent, Smallville was going to have. What's his name? He's just lost it. He played Eric on Days of Our Lives, and he's Dean Winchester now. Um. Yeah. It's not Justin. Jen, Jensen, Jensen Eccles. Yeah. He was going to play Superman. <gasps> oh, my God. Why? Oh. Because he was on the payroll. Ugh, that's horrible. Oh, I just got this picture of him in a Superman suit. Um, I, I'm looking for the producer. I can't find it. That's okay. He's probably on the okay. payroll. doesn't matter. He's probably on the Because Team Wolf. Wolf originally was a movie. I don't know if Warner Brothers produced it or not. But yeah. Yeah. I I mean I saw some some weird things coming from that Supergirl set. He has a CD thing that comes out of his belt, Superman. And CD thing. I'm like, yeah, it's like you know, um, in like a a tower for a computer, right? A desktop computer. You have that thing that juts out to put your CD in, right? Or in your laptop, you have the thing that, right. uh, the CD tray that pops out. He has one of those coming out of his belt, and he has a CD in it. So it's like he's loading, I don't know, Windows 95 or something. Hey. Yeah. I'll send you the picture. I'll, no, I'll I don't need to see the picture. I know. You need to see the picture. You need oh. to see the picture. No. I think I shall send it to you. Yes. Keep it away from me. I got enough problems. <laughs> <sighs> okay, okay. I'll keep okay. it away I'm a All good right. friend. I'm a good friend. <laughs> so next but, yeah, week we'll definitely be yeah. doing Superman. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Tomasi better, you know, meet the mark. Well, he said this issue, Lois, is going to have a big impact. So. Yeah, well, you know what happened to Lois the last time somebody said that? She died. Uh, Nightwing number three and Justice League number three. Mhm. Maybe Aquaman. Yeah, and Superwoman is not bi-monthly. So Thank God. We have to wait four weeks to find out what Blana's gonna do now that she's had this stuff forced upon her. Oh, excuse me, it's fate now. Oh, and then it was forced upon her. Yeah. Did she make up her mind? <laughs> I didn't choose this. Oh. It's fate. I'm superwoman. I didn't. Oh, it's thrust upon me. We were 
It's it was getting around. It wasn't a gift. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know, Cogden gift wrapped his powers. And well, said, yeah, you, you know, go, let her parents die, you know, and her brother killed himself. I wouldn't know why. And Clark died, and my mom and dad died, and my brother died, and now you died. Yeah, she'll be kicking Lois's corpse for six issues, screaming at her. You left me. You promised you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll take it out. Lana Lang. <laughs> Poor Steel. Poor Steel. I hope he better Natasha get that Steel reinforced now that she's got all the powers. I hope Natasha saves him and says, Yo, Uncle John, I don't think the girl's good for you. Oh, and I can't wait to meet L- Lana's producer of her show. Mm-hmm. Big doing Yeah, I'm there. so interested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, and, and Holly, can't you just wait for Lana Lang to talk science to you again? Science! Every time all the, I hear yeah, I all get here is Thomas Dolby. Boom! <laughs> 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 I was like, okay. Nope. Yeah, that's science. So, yeah, you know how you guys, you know how you guys in the U- U.S. have Bill Nye, the science guy. I didn't watch him. Um, I, I don't watch him. And I don't, I don't anyway, watch Brassy either. I don't, he got what I'm saying is, somehow, and I'm like, I don't watch him either. But what I'm saying is, you guys have like cool science people, right? <laughs> we had this guy. We had this guy. I don't know if they're cool, uh, but okay. They got a lot I of like PR. I mean, they probably have like, makeover it, artists and all that kind of stuff. Like he had a rhyming name, Bull Nye, science guy. You know. Uh, we oh, have this. PR. Really I mean, you know, they create that. We used to have Mr. Wizard. Now, I was a real science guy. And then we had, what was the name? Oh, we had a, used to have a show called Discovery with Frank. What was his last name? And that was the science show to watch. I learned what onomatopoeia meant. Oh, okay. Okay. Well done. So anyway. But now, in South Africa, for science. Right, the science show mm. we had. We had this guy who was a professor. Uh huh. And he literally would scold you and on TV, and he would just be like, he had this monotonic voice. Oh, Lord. And this is a magnet. A magnet has a north and south. Oh, me and already. <laughs> yeah, that's so. I I imagine Lana Lang with that as oh, my yeah. voice. So I I was. Let me instruct you in everything scientific. Don't do that. Yeah, it's against the laws of physics. Oh, it works. Still, it wouldn't seem <laughs> to happen. Whatever. I mean, it's a comic book, Lana Lang. It's a comic book. <laughs> So there's no physics. <laughs> we used to have okay, when I was a kid, I don't they don't give kids these days much information at all. They just give them stuff here, buy this. But when I was little, we had a show called Captain Kangaroo. Uh-huh. And he would do stuff. He would do science stuff. They took a him and Mr. Greenjeans took a milk bottle they don't have those anymore, but you know. And they took a hard boiled mm-hmm. egg 
and they put a mm-hmm. uh they would light piece a piece of paper and they put it in the milk jug or glass jug jug well, the mm-hmm. And the egg and they put the egg in. on top, and then watch that sucker suck right down into the bottle. I mean, that's science right there. How, how is it, why does it do that? My mom, my dad and my sister would make the bombs in the sink. And when oh. I say bombs, I mean baking soda and vinegar with in Tupperware with the lid on, and then it would just blow up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. I've done that. Yeah. And, but, you know, we had a lot more little experiences. Environments with science when I was a kid than I think kids nowadays do. And my dad is a, was an electrician, and he brought home, we we would have, like, show and tell at school, and we ha- he brought home mm-hmm. an electric eye that was connected to a um, uh, light bulb, and so we showed yeah. how electric eyes worked, you know, and stuff like cool. that. But, mm-hmm. you know. I made one for my robot. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, cool. I don't know how, but it it worked. <laughs> it worked. It worked. It worked against the laws of work. physics, but it worked against the laws of physics. But it worked. <laughs> I've never seen this technology before. That's, yeah, this technology is foreign to me. <laughs> now Metropolis is doomed because you get two super beings saying the same damn line. Uh, this technology is foreign to me. I don't know this technology, Lois. Oh, shame. Poor you. Go study. Figure a workaround, honey. So, yeah. I mean, you know, Clark, Clark never knew all the technology. He made it work. Lois didn't know all the technologies, but she had a kind of idea. Let's try this. I bet that, see if this will work. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Lana's going, why didn't you do this? Because it, the doors wouldn't do it. So I had to do something else. Yeah, I know what your order was, but you weren't down there, sweetie pie. I, I feel better for Lois because now she doesn't have to hear Lana barking oh in her God. ear. Oh, my God. Probably didn't have to listen mm-hmm. to Lana all the time. Oh, we forgot to mention um, DC uploaded the War of the Gods stuff. On what did they upload it on? On um, to buy. On DC, the yeah. comics app. Yeah. It was a story by George Perez uh, for Wonder Woman's anniversary back in 1991. Yes, yes, so it would have been her 60th anniversary? Mm, 50th? End in five. Because okay. she was, she was what, 19, oh, let me take that back. No, she was 1941, so yeah, it would have been... 1941. Yeah, so it would have been, what, her 50th? 50th anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason why we mention it is because in this little story, if you follow our show, um, the pariah, and I don't know why I had just pronounced him like that, like a piranha, um pariah. and Hob the pariah, uh Harbinger and the Monitor's allies um fight this war. I haven't read the book. Uh it's too expensive for me to buy. Uh but I'm just just putting the feelers out there that, you know, maybe this hooded one this hooded figure might have something to do with the monitor and things. 
Yeah, because the, the, the thing in Superwoman looks more like a monitor than a it does, person. Yeah. And then you have... Yeah, and then you have those shadowy people in action comics. Yeah. Yeah. And they they look like they have monitor technology with light beams and stuff. Right. Because the monitor can cancel out uh, forces. So no matter how powerful Doomsday is, you know, if you have... Well, and they were opening out. a gate too, so... Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, I'm not too keen, and I don't think Jeff Johns is too keen on using the Watchmen characters to be the big, big bads. Right. Uh, I know Jeff Johns loves Crisis on Infinite Earths. Right. Um, so, yeah, I can see him doing something along those lines. I don't know. I'm not a conventional follow the whole trove sort of thing of yeah you what you see is what you this is who the big bad's going to be right um i think jeff johns is smarter than that um i do know he is in london very busy with the justice league movie um we got lovely pictures from jason momoa of him and the justice league forming a band um Somebody posted that Jason Momoa takes pictures with every Justice League member except Ben Affleck. Shame. For Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. For Batman. Yeah. Oh, he was throwing Batman against a wall. Batman's like, you talk to fish? I'm going to talk to your ass here in a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I know Jeff Johns is busy there. Yeah. Is Scott um, Eastwood still there? I don't know. No, I, I have a, Scott Eastwood has been doing promotion for Suicide Squad and now he's disappeared. So I don't know where he is. Yeah. We know where yeah, he is. Yeah. We know where he is. He's disappeared. <laughs> yeah, but I can't Diana see him. with her armor. Oh, okay, yeah. Is, is he helping her to tighten the bustier and everything? Yeah. yeah. Let me help you with that, Diana. Let me sharpen your sword for you. I mean, I can totally see Scott Eastwood playing uh, someone that looks like Liam Sharp's... Uh, Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got that whole look. You don't right? hire and... a guy like, Steve, like Scott Eastwood unless you're going to do something with him more than GQ. Yeah, I mean, I was so disappointed with Scott Eastwood's character until I sort of opened up the realms of possibility where right. he's not dead, right? So he can come back, right? Right. Uh, you know, I mean, it's comics. Anybody can come back, but he he isn't dead. You know, he just limps off with Rick Flagg at the end. And I literally, I mean, you have to wait for, till after the credits to see the after credits scene anyway. But the only person I was looking out for was who did Scott Eastwood play? And he I, literally plays I, I GQ. That. What was you saying? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I said, um, you know, the the only character I was looking out for in the credits was Scott Eastwood's character, and he plays GQ. And I was like, that's so disappointing. No, it's not. Not when you get that <laughs> yeah. information. 
yes, then when you open the realms up and you're like, okay, well, then there's this whole rumor that he's a Trevor, right, going around and right. he's in the military and, um, you know, all that. And he was seen in London on the Justice League sets, uh, hanging out with Chris Pine and Jason Momoa and everybody. So I was like, so Chris, Chris Pine was on the set as well? Chris Pine was on the set of Justice League, yes. A lot of people said, oh, no, he was just there taking, like, pictures with Jason Momoa. But I'm like, why would he just be taking pictures with Jason Momoa? That's so weird, right? Yeah, because it's how not can like they're at the... Trevor's, you know? Well, maybe you have one in a past scene, a flashback. Oh, that's true, too, yeah. And you need one in the future scene right? to show to maybe the two, you know, are good, they're going to show some sort of connection there. Right, right? exactly. Because maybe, maybe, they didn't film it with Wonder Woman, so they got to film it with Justice League. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's my theory, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so you have to show the transitioning in a, from a flashback. And we've seen that Justice League is going to do the flashbacky scene things with the Vikings and the Atlanteans and the Amazons and all right. that. So and why not throw Steve, Steve probably in there? Part of, you know, he probably knows where one of those mother boxes is or something. Maybe probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think, think that's... Sorry? Don't you think that he may have, you know, been involved with that mother box deal? Oh, definitely, because he's in the military and he's in a secret division of the military. Right. So, you know, I mean, he's one of the people that were hand-selected by Rick Flagg and Amanda Waller to go with the Suicide Squad on this journey. Oh, you mean, so he mean def- uh, GQ was? GQ, yeah. yeah. Um, so he definitely could have some intel and information on where one mother box could be. Right. But I was talking about Chris Pine, Steve Trevor. I think Chris Pine, Steve Trevor would probably know where the Amazonian one is, since he's Ah. shown to be. I think that's where that connection would be. Right. And maybe he then told Diana about it, and then maybe that's how they go. Because according to the Justice League synopsis, there's one in Atlantis, one the Amazons have, and one man has. So those are the three mother boxes we saw in that communion scene with Stephen Wolf and Lex Luthor. Right. So, yeah. Who says they don't have a plan? Yeah, these people think they just, you know, wake up one morning and say, I'm going to shoot this, uh, whatever. No. Yeah. Dude. No. It's a little more planning than that. I mean, when they get down to actually how many stitches should be in this suit and why... Yeah, it takes planning. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm kind of yeah. excited, you know. Diana gets another Trevor, you know. I hope that works out. I hope that's how yeah. they work it out because I don't think they're doing Wonder Bat. I think that is no. just Cause I think the friendship. will probably show up in the Batman movie. Yes. And um, uh, what who was Ben Affleck was saying one of his favorite storylines 
for Batman is Hush. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Hush heavily, heavily weighs on Selena. Yeah. So if they're adapting that and, you know, if, if that's what the, they're doing. Right. Be, because, what was it? Ben Affleck said something along the lines of, you can, I can see, we're going to introduce a whole lot more villains. Right. So I'm thinking the only storyline I can think of where there's a multitude of villains in Batman's right. thing is, is Hush. Yeah. Because literally every book had a different yeah. villain. Starts out with Killer Croc, and then moves on to yeah. Catwoman, Poison Ivy. Um, who they've all established. Harley Quinn, Joker, who's right. all, and then the Riddler. Who's, who, and, and they've established most of these characters. Right. So good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I hope that they do the whole, uh, you know, maybe not Steve, Trevor, but a Trevor comes back into Diana's life. Right. Well, he could be named Steve. He could be named Steve. Yeah, he could be named Steve because that's what happened in the books, right? A Steve Trevor comes back, um, and it's, it's a, you know, a descendant of the original Steve Trevor, right? Right, right via via his brother or sister, I can't remember. I know it's an else world, but hey, let's swing with it. Okay, this has happened in comics, right? That kind of stuff happens all and, the time, so I don't know why it's going to be possible. Good. In fact, they did it on the TV show. Okay, all right. The first year, Wonder Woman, it was like back in the 40s, and the next one, it was like present day. And mm-hmm. it was like a descendant or something of Steve Trevor. Right. So why can't they do it again? I think yeah, it makes I, perfect sense. I have sense. no bumps about that at all. I think that would be awesome. I would love it because, you know, if he kind of like helps Wonder Woman, you know, and you know, you know, like he saves her kind of, sort of, or he does something that, you know, she's like takes notice of and, She'll say, what's your name? He says, GQ. And then later somebody goes, hey, Trevor. And then the next thing you know, she, her head goes spinning like Linda Blair. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now. yeah. Because it, it's a hundred years difference, right? right? Um, by the and time Justice League... The other thing is, is that when we see her in Batman versus Superman, okay, it's going to be like, Wonder Woman is going to be like year one. Yeah. Right? Batman versus Superman, she's been at this for 100 years. And but it's probably like lo- lo- yeah. lost the love of her life, you know. And, you know, because mm-hmm. she's immortal, he's not. Or And even though Ruckus says, you know, she's going to lose her immortality. But anyway. Um, and then... You know, she is kind of, like, alone, and, you know, she's like, okay, this is my life. I'm going to live it. And then one day this guy shows up who really has some kind of spark, and he does, you know, he draws her attention and then finds out his last name's Trevor. (laughs) I would think that's awesome. Because that's the whole thread of fate, you know. You know, it is. Yeah. So, which is awesome. Yeah, and I believe very strongly in like 
reincarnation where souls get reincarnated and that sort of thing. And, I mean, you if you follow a genetic line, obviously genetics will show you that features and things will... And, and if you look at Chris Pine and Scott Eastwood, and the reason why I'm, I'm really backing this theory is because they do look very alike. Right? They've both got the square jaw, the beautiful blue eyes, that sort of thing. Right. And... And they and they're both very sort of commanding presence right. when they're on screen. They like like we said about Steve, you know, he's a man's man, right? You know, and that's what this GQ character is. Is he? You right. know, I talk about that whole brotherhood thing, uh-huh. brothers in arms. And uh, I mean, when you watch it, you'll see. You know, he's right. he's funny as well, and yeah, yeah, and he's a very manly man on screen. Yeah, and I want Batch to have his cat. Yes, because, I do. I think Ben Affleck's Batman needs a Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, because, and that's why I say, that is the most interesting relationship in that they're both broken people, but when they're together, it somehow makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that is truly yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. So, it's and, and it's not and you know what? Dewey, it's but it's real. You know, he knows she has flaws, she knows he has flaws, but they still have that attraction, they still uh somehow it works. Mhm. And also, you know what, with Batman and Catwoman, um it's sort of like Lois and Clock. It's like the soulmates. Right. Right. And then with Steve and Diana, you've got that whole soulmate thing again. Yeah. And and I've watched, I mean, I grew up on the Batman animated series and the Justice League animated series and all of that. And I've seen the whole Wonder Bat thing, I, which is why I think I don't have a problem with it, right? But I believe that they are better as friends. Right. And what I liked about the whole Justice League sneak peek that they had at uh, Comic-Con was it's just playful banter between two friends. You get what I mean? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. It's, I it's, not, it's not romantic. Yeah. I don't think it's romantic because she looks at him like, you know, she, she's she got his number. She looks at him mm-hmm. and goes, he said no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I love that scene. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not it's, and it's not done in a way where, you know, it's it's a flirtation. It's just that she knows. You know, he's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. well, you know, maybe yes, maybe no. more maybe yes and more maybe no." And he goes, "No, he said no." Yeah, he said no. <laughs> like, okay, and and she, that's how you understand a friend. I didn't yeah, and she it gives as him, romantic. I mean, because, no. come on. He came on to her like gangbusters, and she must just blew him off. You know. I think she did blow him off multiple times in Batman v Superman. Yeah, she did. She's like, I'm not interested. Hello. You know. And, and I, because she's pining for Chris Pine. Ar, 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 ar. I never did. What's wrong with me? You did a pun. You did a pun. Oh. 
Um, and and I love how Gal Gadot gives um, Ben Affleck's Batman this look like I'm gonna have to form this league by myself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're not you're not a PR man, there, dude. You're not a people person, Bruce. Yeah, and the only reason he recruits Barry Allen is because he needs friends. Yeah, and my son's not real thrilled with that. That's not Barry. Like I don't know who it's supposed to be, but well, I think it's the newer version of Barry. Um, Which because did so well. well no, I'm talking about like the the before the New Fifty Two, the Rebirth Barry, where they give him that whole backstory of his mother's being well murdered. Maybe, blah. but you got to remember, Jeff Johns didn't come on board until Batman. Well, was not until Wonder Woman. So if anybody's going right. to get Barry right, it's going to be Jeff Johns because he did Flash Reborn. So hell yeah, yeah. yeah so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, that I saw Barry Allen on screen for three seconds. Uh, he took down Captain Boomerang. He 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 made a joke, and he was awesome. Right. I mean, my, my favorite, literally my favorite little Easter egg thing, it's not really an Easter egg, it's a in-your-face. Um, but my favorite thing that hints towards the Justice League and Suicide Squad was that appearance by Flash. I will tell people, go and watch this movie because just to see Ezra Miller as Flash. I mean, no offense to Grant uh, Guston. Yeah. You know, I've been watching the Flash season for a lot of time. For, I have for a whole other universe. I mean, you know. Yeah, but it's the only other Barry Allen I've seen. You know right. what I mean? Well, I mean, you weren't old, you weren't born when John Wesley's ship was Flash, were you? No, uh, no, I was no, no, I wasn't. So I didn't see that. No. Right. Well, now he's playing Jay Garrick, so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we and, knew he was going to do all the time that you don't hire that guy unless you're letting going to let him be a Flash. Right. And everybody was so excited. Right. I remember I was watching it with my sister and my mom, and they watched the Flash series. Yeah. Um, and they were so excited. And like, who who is this guy? Should I know him? And they almost disowned me. <laughs> yeah. Did they yell at you? Yeah. They're like, oh, you don't know who this is? He was no? the original Flash. The original Flash. There was an original Flash series? Okay, yeah. go and watch that. <laughs> It doesn't get publicized as much as, like, the no. Wonder Woman series. I mean... Yeah, I'm so curious about what they're going to do about Green Lantern. Yes, because then, like, not mentioning him. <laughs> I mean, they got Carol Ferris there, but what about how? Mm-hmm, yeah. I think they're going to do Green Lantern with two. I honestly think that John they're going to do two Hal. Green Lanterns. Hal and John Stewart, because they have to appeal to, A, the generation that grew up with John Stewart. Right. right. Like me. Like me, I didn't know Hal Jordan existed. Right. I honestly didn't. I was like, why is, why is, who's Hal Jordan? You know, when the first trailer came out, I was like, Hal Jordan? Who? 
you know, and um, I hadn't read Green Lantern Rebirth at that time. I think it was still being published to 2008, yeah. And so, you know, I hadn't gotten like a trade or anything of that because that's how I read it. I, I read the trade. I had to order the trade. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know who held John. My only Green Lantern I was exposed to was John Stewart in the animation. Right. So I think they will have to appeal to both people. Right. So does John have and, a friend other than Hot Girl? Yes, uh, Vixen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he and Vixen, and I actually like that pairing more than Hot Girl. Oh yeah. I I I believe that that is the way to go. Because then you can also introduce Vixen, who is, for me personally, I adore the character. And I think, I know a lot of people really, really like her. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, good. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's another way to introduce another powerful female hero. Well, because you you know, and then if Carol ever turns into Star Sapphire, I mean, you know. Yeah, Vixen, Vixen, and out like Carol, calm down. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that would be cool. And it is called Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. So, it, it, I think there will be more than one Green Lantern. Right. Who knows? Maybe we'll see like a flash of him in in Justice League. You know, there might be a teaser to him. Yeah, but they don't have a movie planned for him, do they? They do. It's coming out in in 2020. It's still on the um on the list. Uh when they did that whole DC um films thing at San Diego Comic-Con. Right. They revealed they revealed the 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 DC logos for each of the upcoming movies, and you know they did the Flash logo, they did the Aquaman logo, uh, and they did the Green Lantern logo. Right. So and Shazam, whenever that movie is coming out. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, I, I I believe yeah I believe Green Lantern is on their plans. And I do believe DC films have a plan. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, if Jeff's involved, you're going to have Green Lantern. You're going to have Green Lantern if Jeff Johns is involved. I'm pretty sure he signed his contract with the stipulation of, I will do the Green Lantern movie. (laughs) Well, he was involved with the first one. He wasn't so involved with the first one, I think. Well, he was. To some extent. Was he? Yeah. I, I don't... I think he just gave them, like, comics to read sort of extent. Oh, I don't know about that, but... Yeah, because... He... Oh, he also did a... They did, like, a costume test for Blue Beetle's TV show. That was just before they did it for Smallville. Mm, yes. You know, and he wrote Booster. Right, yeah. And it had Blue Beetle in it. Yeah, he likes Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Well, yeah, they were a team-up anyway. 
they're the best team up, but I prefer um, Ted Quad. Yeah. No offense, Jaime. No offense. But you know, Ted Quad was know on was, level too at the same time. He was. Yes, he was. You know who was actually involved with the Green Lantern movie? Who? Mark Gungenham, who is doing the oh. TV show. You mean the guy that yeah, no. that killed Black Canary? Yeah, no, no, Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns was not involved. Okay. At all. I'm just reading up here. He was involved in a pitch that happened uh, in 1990 or in, in 2004, but that that didn't get greenlit. Excuse the pun. Um, but yeah, no, Mark Gungen Gungenheim co-wrote Guggenheim, whatever, co-wrote the movie. Okay. With Michael Green and Greg Berlanti. Oh yeah, Greg Berlanti's doing all the TV shows now. Yeah, that's why it bombed. I understand now. I understand. Michael Green, I think, also was might have been a consultant on, and I think Guggenheim was at one point too on Smallville. Um, mm hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no. David Goyer was offered the chance to write Green Lantern um, because they were so impressed with his Batman Begins script. Um, and Jeff Johns was going to help him on that. Okay. This. So that could be what you heard, because that's around the same time. Mm-hmm. But he opted out of it to write because he was writing The Dark Knight. Right. And then they they signed Greg Berlanti to direct and co-write with Michael Green and Mark Guggenheim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now directed it. Oh, shit. This is this is why it, it they killed Green Lantern. That's wait till wait I should post this on Twitter. Mark Guggenheim killed Green Lantern. Attack him. <laughs> Sick him, boys. Uh yeah. No, that dude is bad because he posted a a picture of Electra uh from uh, Marvel, Daredevil, right? That that's where she is, and she's got her arms crossed and she's holding whatever weapons, like her sword things, right? And he posted it with Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, who has her, you know, her Wonder Woman arm cross thing. Mm-hmm. And he says, and he says, hmm, was Wonder Woman inspired by like Electra? And I'm like, is he kidding me? And then people people all reply to him like, Wonder Woman was created in 1941. Uh, Electra was created by Frank Miller in 1989 or something or 1991. Can't remember. 
doesn't really matter. You know, she was created 50 years after Wonder Woman. And he's like, I'm kidding, guys. Can't you take a joke? Well, he went to a, but small, anyway, a lot of trouble to make himself look like a moron. And then he's like, but anyway, the comics don't matter. And I'm like, hey, excuse me. Can you please just, and yeah. What? This and is the guy who was do? in. And his TV shows do? Excuse me, you wouldn't be doing that TV show if there wasn't comics, you ding-dong. Exactly. You know, when, when Black Canary died, right, and a lot of people tweeted him and told him how, you, you know, what a big pile of bullshit that is. Right. He said, oh, well, the comics don't matter because we're creating our own canon. Well, you can and I'm like, yay. Then. And I'm like, yeah, you're making Felicity, you know, part of your canon. And, yeah, I can just see how your TV show is thinking. Because Warner Brothers came out and they said their top two shows that they predict for uh, this new season, right, 2016 going into 2017, will be Flash and Supergirl. Yep. (laughs) And I laughed at them because... Like, Stephen Amell thinks he, you know, the the ground he walks upon is gold. Like, he's the best. Like, he started this whole DC Universe thing. Who did? That's what he thinks. Stephen Amell and his arrow. Are you and, kidding me? Yeah, he, you should see this guy. He's like, oh, it's thanks to Arrow that we have shows like The Flash and Supergirl and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And I, every time he tweets that or he puts it on Facebook, I put a big picture of Smallville and I say, no, it's thanks to Smallville. Yeah. Have now that guy Clark with, with heat vision. <laughs> yeah, that guy's so full of himself. When I posted a picture of Justin Hartley, as the green arrow. Right. And I said, and I didn't even mention him, right? Right. Um, I just said, Justin Hartley will be the, the like the bar that I measure green arrow up to because for me, he is green arrow. Right. And st- sorry, Stephen Amell, I just mentioned his name rather than at him or anything. Uh, but your arrow doesn't quite measure up. He blocked me for that. And I was like, like and you care. Me like, yeah, like I care. Exactly. I don't even follow him, right? right. And people are like telling me, uh, you know, Stephen Amell blocked you. I'm like, he did? Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, apparently he went off. And who he does on block. You know, apparently he went off on this rant that, oh, Arrow is its own canon. You know, that sort of thing. And that that tweet got some hits, like nobody's business because everybody loves Justin Hartley. Right. As Ar- as the Green Arrow, right? Right. And I got like a hundred retweets of that thing, and then he blocked me. <laughs> and I was like, well, even though Small <laughs> stuck him with Blondie, which was a travesty all of it, unto itself, 
talking about going doing their own canon, uh, he should have been with Black Canary. He should have been. I mean, listen, I will always hold Smallville up to, and say, this is the one thing you did wrong. Well, they compared did a lot to, of things wrong, but, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, with Green Arrow, right? Right. Um, but compared to Felicity Smoke. Oh, God. Compared, I have watched, I have tortured myself till, up until the death of Black Canary because I love Dinah Lance, right? right? I love the Black Canary. She's one of my, my top, look, top 10, top 5 favorite female hero characters, right? right? And so, and Kate, uh, Katie Cassidy as a Black Canary, is fantastic. She was a really good cast, right? And and she's a really good actress as well. And so I watched it. I tortured myself, you know, up until the point when they killed her. And I said, that's it. And so I've watched Felicity Smoke, and I will tell you something. Chloe Sullivan is way better. I mean, I can actually handle Chloe Sullivan. Oh, my God. Compared to Felicity Smoke, I would take Chloe Sullivan in a heartbeat. And you know I don't like Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> so for me to say that, for me to say that, it's like, that's how bad she is. Well, let's talk about the couples. I mean, they're bringing back the couples in DC Comics. You know, they brought... Oh, yeah, and the books, and the they... books are flying off the shelves. Yeah. So, okay, so, said. Arthur and Mira had a relationship in the New 52. They're engaged. Yep. So, then we got Black Arrow, or Black Arrow, Green Arrow and Black Black Canary. (laughs) We have a little Black Arrow or a little Green Canary, one or the other. Um, (laughs) And we have Dick and Babs. We have, uh, uh, who else? Flash and Iris, Flash Barry and Iris, Iris Wally and Linda. Yep. Um, um, I mean, yeah. Okay, I mean, okay. There's always the Harley Joker thing, but I mean, I don't really count that's, them as a that's couple. That's not a love so. relationship. That's just nuts. But, yeah, but you people, do not some, have. Some people like that. These are all the characters from the New Fifty Two, but we do not have a New Fifty Two Clark and Lois. They're dead. No. Yes, Which is both of them. Which proves to me that the New 52 couldn't write Clark and Lois. They they just couldn't uh, meet the bar on that because they obviously, you know, oh, we can't do that. Oh, my gosh, you know, because they don't have, uh, they had the writers that wanted to write it and probably could have wrote it, but they sent them on their merry way. Because, you know, oh, we have to do the foaming. Or mm-hmm. we have to write yeah. Lana Lang. Okay. Ugh. So, you know, Lana Lang's going to be Superwoman without a Clark around. She got steel. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so steel. She's got steel so they can do, you know, have mad scientist sex or something. I don't know. So, Ew. Um, but the New 52 never had a Clark and Lois together. And that is an Mm-mm. utter fail, and that's why the New 52 failed. We told them 
from the very beginning, if you want a universe that's going to sustain for any amount of time and not fail right out of the gate, oh, but we sold hundreds of thousands of books in the first three books. Yeah, and then how many books did you cancel within the first frickin' year? you mm, got to have Clark and Lois together. That months. is the basis of any DC universe. And I don't care, Wildstorm, Marvel, buttheads. Just back off. Let your company be successful. Take your personal prejudices about characters and shove them up their butt where they belong. Mm-hmm. So now we still don't have a Clark and Lois. Yeah, we got a clock, and now Lois is dead. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Still don't have a clock in Lois in the New 52. Right. And, you know, and, and like, oh, it didn't really fail. Oh, no, it didn't really fail. Yeah, it really failed, Jim. No, it didn't really. No. Then why rebirth? <laughs> rebirth's not, rebirth's, rebirth's something different. Yeah. That that is Holly's uh, Jim Lee voice. <laughs> yeah, I just love him. Yeah, when they ask him a Lois Lane question. It's like he got hit in the side of the head with a tube before. He's like, "What? What are you asking me about her?" No, it's like he has to register and that why would people. You yeah, it's it's like it's like I I love. You know, if I ever met Jim Lee, right, and I had the opportunity to, like, ask him questions, I would hit him with all those Lois Lane questions like he doesn't know. Yeah. Oh, he replied to my birthday wish for him. He just sent me a smiley face. Yeah. He he goes on, right, It, it was his birthday one of these days. And so... He goes on and he says, um, you know, he, he owes all his success to his wife. And it's a very, it's a very nice, sweet message and gesture. Is this and, his second wife or his only wife? Um, his second wife, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Car- yeah, Carla. Yeah. Um, and because he says he has like nine children but she's only yeah he has nine kids but she's only had six so she's only had six of them them, yeah um so i I think this is his his second wife i'm not too sure like i didn't dig into his personal life and stuff but anyway um anyway that rabbit hole no, no, that's a rabbit hole. I wouldn't oh, wish anybody I'd avoid that one. Uh, and so he, you know, he he gives this lovely tribute to his wife. Um, and I was one of the first people to sort of message back. So he was, right. it's like he's still online, right? Right. And I sent the message to 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 Holly. What I told him, I said, "Oh." Oh, that's so sweet. She's the lowest lane to your Superman. Happy birthday, Mr. Lee. And he just replied with a smiley face. So oh. I was like, yeah. Okay, okay. It's I feel so a bad. cringe, but okay. 
<laughs> he probably had a heart palmitation. Like, who's I'm that reading plane? It. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, but yeah, he, he I mean, he replied. He's he sent me a smiley know. face. He didn't, he didn't block me, you know. Yeah. Oh, well. So, but yeah. Okay. Poor Jim Lee. I, I'll always do that. I'll always bring up Lois Lane for Jim Lee. Yeah. Could just make him, it just looks so startled. Like, what? He <laughs> gets uh, so caught off guard. I'm going to have to go because my phone's telling me the battery's running low, so. Okay. All right. All right. No problem. So we'll see you all next week. Everybody have a great week. Thank you, Taj. Thank you, Holly, for making that Superwoman week better. <laughs> okay. All righty. Everybody take care. Night. Night, night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.